Hey, this is John Reap from the Country-ish Podcast on the All Things Comedy Network. No sports? No problem. My bookie offers the latest and most popular sport game titles and state-of-the-art software. No need to leave the comfort of your home. It's all at your fingertips. Featuring a truly flawless live casino, complete with professional dealers, as well as a large selection of classic and progressive slots games, plus the greatest selection of video poker variants. They really do offer something for everyone. Take advantage of their daily promotions for the casino, which includes bonuses, cash backs, raffles, free chips, and free spins for you to increase your chances of winning every single day. Also, you can put your skills to the test in their latest free blackjack and slots tournaments, which includes a free 10K prize pool blackjack tournament. Stuck at home? Don't even sweat it. They got you covered. Join now and start winning big today. Sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? My bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code ATCCASINO for a 150% bonus on your first deposit. Bet with the biggest, win with the best, only at my bookie. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer. Tell me what you're going to do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Don't try to run, don't try to hide. We're so full, we got a sponsor now, bro. Hell yeah, dog. Who is it, fool? Some fool, man. Some, this guy, but... <laughs> but before that, before he sponsored the show, I didn't even know him. I was like, going, you know, sometimes, man, you're on the road, you're, you know, you're all stoned, you know, you know, like, your, your Instagram just starts posting off stuff that your friends liked it or whatever, you know. Then I saw this old-ass lady, bro. She was dancing, ah, 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 ah. She was like washing dishes and shit early in the morning, eight o'clock, just dancing the cumbias and shit. Old ass seventy nine year old lady, and it was her birthday. And I'm thinking, man, typical Mexican woman. Man. Even her birthday, she has to cook for everybody. <laughs> seventy nine years old, and then I then I looked more, and there was a bakery. It was called um, La Flor de Jalisco Bakery. Okay. And they're in La Puente, and they have pan dulce. And that guy, I liked his photo, and I found out that he's a listener of the show. He's a big fan of the show. He was going like through um, chemo when he started listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. and he said that um, the podcast helped helped him get through his bad times. And he was all okay, bummed yeah, out, fucking cool. thinking about his abuelita burning the bread over there at the bakery. <laughs> that's who was having his back <laughs> over there. Yeah. So what's up, everybody, man? 
We have a sponsor. If you guys are over there in La Puente, man, go check out La Flor de Jalisco Bakery. And you get a free pan dulce if you mention the podcast and say, yeah, man. <laughs> check them out, man. La Flor de Jalisco on 1318 Hacienda Boulevard in La Puente. Or just call them up, 626-257-3105. Order your quinceanera cake, your graduation cake. And growing up, man, our cakes, we got them in Chinatown, man. With Tres Leches ones or what? No, I don't know. In Chinatown. I don't know why, but everybody got their, shake, their cakes in Chinatown, man. They're always What's like... What's that shit? It's weird, like... You ever bought a Chinese cake? A master baker from China Dude, or these what? Food put, you know, so I like strawberry shortcake, but I like strawberries cut up, man. You don't like so the you buy a slice? Chinese cake, they put the whole strawberry, man. One time I bit into a strawberry, uh, a strawberry, I almost fucking cut the migrant worker, bro. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that fool said, no uvas. <laughs> so what's up, fool, man? So, man, he turned out to be a fan, bro, that guy. Um, that fool from... David, Flor right? De David? Flor de Jalisco. So, man, shout out to the Flor de Jalisco. Hell yeah. At 1318 Hacienda Boulevard in La Puente, 626-257-3105. You go over there, man. You tell them, yeah, man, what's up, fool? I listen to the podcast. Give me a free bread and <laughs> all that, man. <laughs> the ones from yesterday. So you like pan dulce, right? You yeah, like the kind dude. of guy that still eats pan dulce for breakfast, bro. I don't know about for breakfast. I haven't had it. Dude, last one was the vegan one, dog. But, dude, when we were kids, dude, just to fuck up like four of them, dog, with a big-ass glass of milk. So when I was a kid, man, there used to be a swimming pool like down the street called Roosevelt High School. That's the high school I dropped out of. <laughs> and now uh, over there, and now uh, over there, we used to go swimming, bro, and on the way home, I used to... um. I used to shoplift Mexican bread. I used to get my sweats, bro, and just put them like inside of my socks, like a, like a, like a baseball player for the Negro Leagues, you know, with baggy sweats, you know, all saggy, you know, mismatched. And then, I, I, and then when I'd be in there, my friend, who's kind of good looking, and he always talked to the lady, right, asking them dumb questions. And me, meanwhile, I'm over there, man, with my friend, baby James. And then fucking, we're <laughs> fucking robbing him, bro. I'm stuffing pan dulce, bread inside my sweats, fool. For stealing bases like Charlie Hustle, dog. Yeah, man. I, <laughs> I'm walking out with bread, dog. But, you know, I would do that every day. And then finally, the, and the, I got greedy one day and I got busted, man. That lady was trying to hold the door, man. Shit, man. I ran through her like the bus. <laughs> you, you, you ran over, over She dog? was trying to hold her hand right there, man. She said, Raul, Raul, se está robando el pan. They're stealing all the bread. Just ran around. That was the last time I was there, man. I won't mention the name, man, but it's on 4th Street. <laughs> but if you want real bread, man, and be careful, man. Don't steal bread here, man. They got a security guard. They got a federale hanging on the back. 1318 Hacienda Boulevard in La Puente, 626-257-3105, man. Hell La yeah. Flor de Jalisco. Did you get Joe Diaz on your podcast? No, Joey, I did Joey's last night. Oh, cool. I thought you were doing yours. No, no, I did Joey's last night. Fucking obliterated. <laughs> He's just a great Joe Diaz right here. Yeah? The best. Better than me. Okay, let me hear you, Joe Diaz. Going deep on Periscope and shit. No headphones, just big dicks and AK. <laughs> Stop fucking around, Lee. You're killing me. <laughs> Jews. Jews are supposed to be brilliant. This motherfucker right here and shit. <laughs> Science and shit. Science. I once had, I, I once had fucking uh, what's that joint? I once had a, 
I don't understand. There's a fucking, uh, there's a ribbon for everything. There's a ribbon for AIDS. There's a ribbon for the military. I had gonorrhea 10 times in the 80s. No fucking ribbon. <laughs> I don't know one time I got crabs on my eyebrows. <laughs> Felipe, stop fucking with me. The rumor every time, do the teabag, dog. I don't want the fucking teabag. Oh, here's a, Joe Diaz has a teabag joke. And um, he hates doing it because it's so dirty. But every time I'm at his show, no matter where he's at, do the teabag joke. Do the teabag joke. Fuck you, cocksucker. I'm, I'm showcasing for Disney right now. I can't do the fucking teabag joke. <laughs> yeah, man. The fool you get mad when we do that teabag joke. He never want to do it no more. And he always knows it's us hiding in the, in the room. Do the teabag joke. Then they start getting out of the crowd going, teabag joke, fucking cocksuckers. All right, I'm going to do it. I don't even know how to do the fucking joke no more, guys. And I fucking yelling at the jokes. Come on, man, your wife walks around naked. <laughs> he goes, yeah, man, I had this fucking ex-girlfriend with an ex-stripper. It was cool, man, when she walked around, you know. She walked around naked. But then they came at a time of the month, and she had to walk around with a little fuse between her legs. <laughs> and then they were to light it or pull it. <laughs> so every once in a while, when she was asleep, me and the cat are playing, and I'm playing with a string. It was pussy against pussy. Meow! Meow! The pussy won. <laughs> <laughs> Fool's the shit, dog. Yeah, man. <laughs> what up, What's fool? What's up, fool? What's, What's up, fool? Fool. Chilling, dog. Chilling, bro. We're going to Austin, bro. We're yeah, going to be in Austin when this airs. Tomorrow, dude. We're gonna, people are, this, uh, this lady made a meme. She said, I'm going to make it to your show. <laughs> and she made a meme with herself on a canoe, bro. <laughs> Coming from Houston. Are you guys going to Austin? Yeah, Hell tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love Austin. It's bad. Austin's bad, huh? Hell yeah, but Austin's the shit, dude. Texas is live, dog. And that's one of the Texas cities that shines out of the most of them, dog. It's funny how sometimes, sometimes people show up all the way to... This food last time I was there showed up for, to Austin to smoke us out with one bowl. With a, he, has like a, he has like a stormtrooper bowl he's proud of. Yeah, what is that? Lorenzo? A, yeah, and caught a, he caught a, tra- uh, a bus. Yeah, him and, and his lady, him huh? His lady, mega busted. Yeah, dog. That's a date. <laughs> a date. What's up, honey? We're going to go to San Antonio. No, we're going to go to Austin on a bus. Shit. Check out Felipe Esparza's show. I'm going to bring up my little stormtrooper. Hell yeah, that's a lady We're that's going to find too, those though. Jedis. <laughs> What's up, fool? So how you been, man? Chilling, fool. I've been good, though. Doing fucking spots, creeping, fucking moving, you know, doing my shit, living life. I did the Bird Kreischer podcast, fool. Oh, yeah, Bird dog. Cast. I listened to it last night. It was a shit, dog. A lot of... I, what's up with the piñata story, dog? That's old school, bro. <laughs> I, I like totally forgot about school, that, dog. man. I was like, dude, there was a couple other ones in there. I was like, damn, it was that, sweet, dog. That guy that threw chill. that, that guy that threw that party, my friend in the wheelchair, he hit me up one time on on, on, on Facebook. He goes, hey man, you remember me, man? Kicking it and shit. And then I said, yeah, I remember you. Well, this fool ended up knowing computers, right, in the wheelchair, and they got this fool a job. He was working at one of the armed security, like he was in charge of the computers. At his armed security places. The database. Yeah. For they found out how he got fucking in a wheelchair. They fucking fired his ass. Because they fool say he fell off a cliff, dog. Oh, that's how he got fucked up eating his shot? Well, that's the whole thing when yeah. fools get into a job and they don't have, like, um, they didn't do their background check, but now they're going to get a promotion. Then they'll do the background check. That's why they don't want to do the ba- background check because then they'll find out, you know, all the fucking Every dirt. time they promoted me, I got scared. Eh? We know a fool like that. Yeah, so they found out, like, he must have lied to them and said, yeah, man, I, I messed up my back falling off a cliff, <laughs> you know? So he got the security job, checking out houses. 
But then they found out, nah, man, they forgot shot five times. <laughs> By the sheriff. Then they find out and shit, like, oh, they're breaking into houses. Who's watching over them? Oh, that guy who got shot in the back. <laughs> the lookout, dog. R2-D2. I was going to tell you, you know when you say in L.A., you know, when the crack game blew up? But before that, dude, PCP and shit, like the cools, that was big. Before that, before my neighborhood was just PCP. Like, there'll be guys hiding with little bottles full of juice. Dippers. And they'll be hiding around, and then they'll dip it. And they'll, like, give you, like, $10 dip, $20 dip, or the whole bottle, all the, the dippy dip. See, so one time my friend, man, this guy named, we used to call him Local Weed, right? Because that fool, he just thought, he's one of those guys, man, who just show up. And when you have weed, when you have beer, and just like ch- fucking freeload and cheerlead, can I get some? Can I get some? Help you finish it. Yeah, and then when he got something, he's hitting, bro. He's like in the witness, <laughs> he's on a witness protection program. So that fool, man, he won a settlement, of course. They they shot him, they shot his ass up, bro, and he he fucking um, he won a settlement. Victims victims of a crime they had in Los Angeles. Fool, there were people in my neighborhood hanging out in corners, bro, who are not gangbangers, just want to get shot for 50 grand. <laughs> for real, my friend got shot, so he had like a lot of money, man. They gave him like, we're on two grand, you know, whatever. <laughs> but that's a lot of money if you have nothing. Oh, hell yeah, that's a mad stack. They paid for his medical, everything, you know, the lawyer got whatever. He got two grand. He went straight to the dope, man. He bought a bottle of juice, okay? And um, by the end of the night... He was just giving everybody, he was, people were standing in line just dipping their cigarette for free. With he him? Was, he was hooking everybody up. Then at the end of the night, that fool passed out and broke the bottle. And I remember, man, me and this other guy, we just dropped all our cigarettes on the floor. We were rolling them. <laughs> Trying to get some time. Our hands were getting cut up. <laughs> hey, and so what's up? PCP is Angel Dust? That's the same shit, fool? PCP, Angel does the same thing. It's just, I think it's an elephant tranquilizer. Yeah, because, you know, Jerry told me that he he's all, hey, man, that's the only drug, man, that I ever did, man, PCP, man. Dude, I could hear my brain cells popping, man. He's all like, there was a big old fucking lead shit on his head, he said, dog. It was crazy, man. Some people will do it, like, they're called lovelies. They'll put PCP with marijuana and they'll dip it. Or you want to take it to the next level, bro, just put crack in the joint and then dip that and then you're, the yeah, man. man I, is, that's the, the joint they found a Tupac when they shot him. <laughs> I didn't want to tell I was bombing, bro, at the, at, the, at the improv on a Friday, and I was yeah. sweating. I said, I'm sweating up here like Joe Diaz showcasing for Nickelodeon. <laughs> Remember that fool that one time? Like he went up there late. There was nobody there. I was sweating up here like Felipe Esparza trying out a new joke in front of Carlo Messia. <laughs> and he was shaking his keys. <laughs> What's up, fool? All right, man, before people start turning away from, from the show, we got to mention our dates. They're saying, what the fuck? Are they going to have a fucking guest or what? <laughs> Just them now or what? For what's up with Fred Stoller, bro? Freddy. Give us some Fred Stoller, bro. I, I don't know. I'm just sitting here being nervous, uh, being one of those characters here with Felipe. Yo. Yo. It's funny, dog. I, I died, dude, when he told me his, when he was talking about his cat. His, his friend's ca- cat his that cat, doesn't even fucking his, meow? No, his cat that passed away a long time ago, his cat Mitchell. <laughs> Mitchell, dog. Everybody calls him Mitch, you know? <laughs> what, what happened, fool? Oh, no, something like... Because one of his friends, um, Cat died. He was all bummed out, and he didn't get it, but then he remembered how Mitchell passed away. <laughs> fucking got a tombstone But back I feel in like Brooklyn, that now, dog. man, because I have a hamster now, man. He would never be fucking around. <laughs> it seems like you like them for more than everybody, dog. 
Waking up at six in the morning, get him, get up, dog. I wake up in the morning and the hamster like a meth head, bro. He's behind the gate and shit, looking around, <laughs> waiting for some action, huh? Waiting for action, bro. And I see that fool be spinning, dog. In that little ball? No, spinning on this saucer, or some bullshit he has, <laughs> you know, in the project where he can't have no fucking pets. <laughs> so I put this fool in the little soccer ball and I fool rolled around like a like a little fool all day. <laughs> so he like wait, he was bumping on the door, waking up my wife. <laughs> That fool bitter, dog. Yeah, I was tripping out on that little fool, dog. He looks cool. Oh, she looks cool. It's a it's a female hamster. Because when my stepson was looking for hamsters, he got the, he picked up the male first, saw his balls, got scared. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not ready for high school, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Did, you, did they make you take a shower in junior high and high school? Dude, fuck that. I don't want to take a shower, dog. There used to be this fool, dog. It was a big dick you were scared of. <laughs> yeah, dude. That fool would come in. What's up, motherfuckers? I was like, oh. Slapping dog. that shit out. Fuck that. I'm fucking get queasy, dog. I was like, oh. I'm like, dude, I'm out. I'll grab my backpack. With my, I'll put my clothes over my shit. I'm out, dude. <laughs> fuck that. I don't even de- seen dicks in porno. You remember dog. how big they were, huh? Junior I high? don't know about all that, but I was like, I seen that shit from the peripheral. I wasn't fucking well, staring remember, at that shit I like used a jeweler. I to be jeweler. embarrassed to, to taking a shower in junior high school because everybody had passed puberty but me. Oh, Everybody's hairy and shit. Oh. They got hair on their balls. I'm there with a fucking thumb right there between my legs, <laughs> dog. Just saying, hey... Fuck that, dude. There was fools in there that would shower with their underwears on and shit, dude. But pussies, I was like, dog. Fuck, I, dude, you gotta be that. butt naked. Get me on the fucking show. Hurry up. Come on, <laughs> fool. We got a guest here, bro. Fuck we got Bert Ka- Kreischer, Kreischer here, people. The machine. Come on, the machine, people. Get over here, big dog. <laughs> big dog, Bert Kreischer, people. I showed up early. What's up, fool? Showed up earlier than us. No. <laughs> showed up. I, uh, I remember. I remember the first day we had a shower in All Boys Catholic High School. I remember that distinctly. Oh, you went to Catholic High School? Bo- All Boys Catholic High School, and we went, and they were, uh, and no one, no, ninth grade, no one wanted to get naked, but the juniors and the sophomores and the seniors were already in the shower, and we're out of done PE. And when the coach comes out, Coach Sayo, and he's like, "All right, everyone, get naked, get in the shower, go quick." And everyone's just still like fucking waiting, just like a like a like a okay corral showdown. No one's going first. It's like because it's like poker. First guy that pulls his dick out, that's the opening bet, and you know now if you can beat that. <laughs> So I'm sitting there and I remember uh, nothing. And Coach Sal comes out again. He goes, "Guys, in the fucking shower right now!" And I was like, "Fucking, still not." And I, what I started doing was I put my hand in my boxers and my short gym shorts and started to try to fluff it up to get a little bigger. <laughs> Working because yeah, because I didn't want to go in just with nothing. So I'm playing with my dick, you know, just kind of squeezing it and pumping it. And Coach Sal comes out one more time and he goes, "God damn it!" And he comes up behind me and he pulls my pants down. And he goes, "That's Kreischer's cock. You've all got one. Get in the fucking shower." All my classmates see is me slowly jerking off to these shirtless dudes, and I fucking was so embarrassed, and everyone Damn. saw my dick, and they're like, we can beat that, and they all got uh, in. <laughs> I, I saw, I, Georgia had the, her, pu- my oldest had her puber- puberty video today, so they show puberty, but it was funny because they, uh, the, the sound didn't sync up with the video, so the sound was like two seconds behind the video, so all the questions that the children were asking the adult in the video, it looked like the adult was asking the child in a high-pitched voice. <laughs> so it looked at this one point, Eric, it looked like Eric was ask, Eric was calming down his uncle about his small dick. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the uncle's like, I'm just worried that I don't have the biggest dick. And then you'd cut to Eric in the deep voice going, oh, all penises are different. <laughs> <laughs> they're not all the Fucking same. Fucking crazy. No, they're not, man. <laughs> <laughs> I remember junior high I was like that man this fool should be fucking models yeah. 
Dude, Adonis Willis. He's a real guy. Find him on Facebook. His dick curved around his leg like like it was fucking big. He was using it to grab the soap. <laughs> I've never seen one that big, dog. Because <laughs> a junior high man, I remember like this guy, this guy named Benny. He used to be with his chick with big ass titties, dog. And she used to wear a number one. And I remember that number one used to be like a little hill on her titties. And he was always making out with that chick, bro. Always making out with that chick. Then, then uh, one time the chick put out lipstick all over him, and she she pointed at me. She spoke to me, bro. She said, "Doesn't he look like a clown?" And I said, "Fuck yeah, he look like a fucking clown, eh?" <laughs> he said, "I'm gonna fuck you up in the fucking gym, motherfucker." And I said, "Oh fuck, eh?" I hope it's not inside the locker, inside the fucking shower, eh? <laughs> I fucking rape my ass, eh? <laughs> Wait, you really had guys showering in in underwear? Yeah, dude. Like, Where's it was him, bro. You up, bro? <laughs> nah, fuck. I wouldn't even shower. I'm not showering with these motherfuckers. Full shit. I, mean, I didn't want to get athletes put out. I want none bounce. of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would because everybody was a scared. Uh, Come on, bro. You never seen Joe Diaz balls? <laughs> <laughs> shit, I was 23 when I seen those, dog. I was, I was little, dog. Oh, dude, I didn't even get hair under my armpits till I was 18, dog. Are you serious? Yeah, really? Yeah. Where'd you grow up? Riverside, okay. California. Little American over here. Right? <laughs> dude, I had a growth spurt at 23, man. Yeah, I was little, dog. <laughs> I was a tiny little junior fool. over here. Right? <laughs> you get baby Huey. <laughs> I was scared straight when I saw Joe Diaz balls. Yeah, that's the real thing. That was right the first time huh, when I when I fo- the broke, Cuban Negro when he broke out of that that curtain and scared Joe Rogan at one time. <laughs> I like this all. Wait, what happened? What happened? When Joe Rogan had a, a webpage, it was called JoeRogan.net. Yeah. That was before. Right like, before Fear Factor. Right before huh? Fear Factor. He was still on news radio, like towards the end. He got this crazy, he would put up crazy shit that Joe Diaz did. And one one of the videos, Joe Diaz jumps out of behind of a, po- uh, of a Joe Rogan poster at the Bray Improv, butt naked, with just with boots cape, on it. Cape and, and a cape. Yeah. And just Are fucking, you shitting? Yeah. yeah. And they started dancing, and then they, they made him take the video down. Because they were getting crazy, huh? And like, I guess NBC made him take him down or some shit. Oh, NBC made Joe take it down? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking crazy. They're crazy ass videos, man. On that Fool's first album, there's pictures of uh, Joey Diaz doing all those little moves and shit with, with the cigar. It's pretty funny. Though. Really? Oh, Hell oh, yeah. Did somebody pay Joe, Joe Diaz $1,000 one time, right? To walk around naked for like five minutes? <laughs> Are you serious? I'd do it. And didn't there used to be some lady at the comedy store that would always bomb and like that fool would come out and like show his balls and shit and then fucking everybody would die and that bitch thought she was killing? So. Probably ghouled him probably. <laughs> some old broad, dog. Oh, he'd come up behind her and start yeah. showing his balls and, and like, then everyone go nuts and yeah. she'd be like, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, that's it, now I turn the room. Hell yeah, dog. The Cuban, the Cuban Negro. <laughs> I, bet, I bet he was born with old man balls. <laughs> Hell Just yeah, man. In the toilet. He was he was born with a catcher's mitt <laughs> in the bidet. <laughs> so what's up, Burke? Chrysler in the I'm house, fucking, man. I'm happy. To Thanks do for having this. me on your podcast last week, dude. Huge numbers, fucking massive response. Like, I might normally like I, I I can tell like no one ever really comments much on my podcast. But everyone's been commenting on how great it was. And it's the best interview I've ever done because I didn't fucking talk. I over talk on everybody. Well, I, I, I've heard you on you know I've heard you on the Joe Rogan one and I yeah. heard you on Duncan Trussell's one, but his dude, it was a good interview because you got a lot of shit that Felipe busted out that like you know I've even noted the stories on those fools that died and you're checking I, their posts and shit. I was like, fuck, dude. I was I went to NBC today and I sat down and I started talking and they were like, uh, and someone said that Felipe podcast is fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, it really was because it's it's funny, but it's it's it, but it's 
honest. I don't know. Yeah. It's like I, Joey told me too. Joey, I was with Joey last night. He's like, "That's a fucking great interview, man. It's fucking. It's the best one I've ever done." And then I tried to do. And then I did. I tried to make get. I got better. Like there was like a three day stint where I was doing good podcasts, and then I did one with Neil Brennan, and I talked all over him today. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I asked him just fucking talked about everything he's probably already talked about, and then talked all over him the whole time. <laughs> That's funny. One of the, we had a, we couldn't find a guest last week, so said, okay, let's do a call in, and we have people calling in. And one of the guys that called in, he goes, "Hey Holmes, I got into the podcast because of you. Hey, now listen to the champs, hey, with new Brendan name." <laughs> <laughs> got him in a podcast, dude. The champs is a good one. I like that they kind of cornered the market and just black dudes. You know, yeah. Like I, I, I wish I had. I wish mine was more party, and I wish that I did it at night, and I could just everyone would just come over and get fucked up because that's those are fun. But but the other thing I like about it is that is hanging out with people I don't know, I haven't met yet, or I haven't hung out with. It makes it fun because then you fucking come out and you feel like you have more and more friends. There are a lot of guys, there are a lot of guys that won't do my podcast. They just are afraid. They think I'm going to fucking blindside them or something. Yeah, and what's a, a well, lot so of was that? A lot, a lot of people of, are like that. They think you're going to, you know, kind of like set them up and, you know, <laughs> set, set, do something embarrassing. But the whole thing is to sit there and be honest, right? Have yeah. a conversation, you know, to have somebody listen and pass the time and go, fuck, dude, I never heard of that, dude. That's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Dude, and I, I'm, I'm always crazy. blown away. It's always, uh, it's always like, uh, like, you know, hipster comics that are like, you know, <laughs> they're always afraid that I'm going to invite them over to fuck with them. Right. Like, yeah. Like, that. like, I have no interest in that. I don't like, if they knew anything about me, I don't like confrontation at all. And so I would never fucking do that. But whatever. Oh, God, what are you going to do? They're not fucking usually funny people to begin with. There's like people that their their outfit is more important than what they're saying. Yeah, man. Like you know, I just I'm like I get it. They're handcrafted shoes from Brooklyn. I get it. <laughs> and as far as like you, dude, you're like a, you know you're known for being a partier and shit. And like, yeah. What, what's up with the machine? What's that all about, dude? You like, never heard that story? N- nah. What up? Oh, I just, uh, robbed a train in Russia when I was a kid. What? So, so that whole thing about you partying oh. with Russian monsters, that shit's all... We basically... Yeah. It's funny, man. Like you, So you were over there. You, we, we, you told me what happened in that, what happened at home when you were over there. You didn't tell me what happened in Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was... The lady I, left you, right? No, uh, which one? Which one are you talking about? You said about? you went to Russia? Yeah, yeah. My, my chick cheated on me when I was in Russia. And then uh, she slept with my best friend. But when I was there, uh, I'll, I'll tell the story like kind of... Uh, slow, or, or not, but I won't tell the whole story. But I don't want to bore anybody that's already heard it. Because I no, know no, a lot no. of people that listen to the What's Up Fool podcast. You know, this is Brett Kreischer, you know, Travel Channel, like yeah. fucking everywhere. Like I don't know if a lot of fools know who he is, but I mean, oh, I yeah. know we know who you are. Oh, so I'll tell you real let quick. Know. I'll give you everything you need to know about me in like fucking five seconds. <laughs> I do this all the time. I did this to a guy. I did this to a guy because it's like one of the things you learn how to do as a comic. You go into radio and you got to kind of. So tell us about yourself, and you just give me your little pitch. Yeah. I did this to a Maasai chief in Tanzania. We're sitting under a tree drink, drinking goat's blood. And he goes, uh, How, are, are you famous? And I was like, yeah, I'm not, but he doesn't know. <laughs> he not have a fucking TV. He lives in a mud hut. So he goes, I go, yeah. And he goes, wow. And I said, and this is what I told him. I was like, uh, well, I, was a, I spent like six years in college, six and a half years in college. At the end of college, Rolling Stone magazine discovered me, called me the number one party animal in the country. Oliver Stone optioned the rights to my life. To make a movie out of it, that movie ended up becoming the movie Van Wilder. Um, Will Smith discovered me six months in, and I've been doing TV for fifteen years. I have a show on Travel Channel. I've been I've been Travel Channel for six years. I've been a show since fourth season where I take people on adventures of a lifetime. That's my pitch to this Maasai chief, right? I think I got him. And then I was like, "How'd you become chief?" Right after that, and he goes, "I killed a lion before I was twelve. I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "I can't hold a fucking knife to that." And then he told the story about this lion chasing him up a tree when he was twelve. He got sent out of the village before his circumcision. He gets circumcised. Size at fucking 12 
and the lion came up after him at the tree, and he had his. He had a, they all have all Maasai boys get a sword, and he took his sword and he knocked the. He, Cut the lion, the lion fell and died, and then walked into the village with a fucking lion on his back. And everyone's like, This guy's gonna be chief one day. So, uh, but yeah, that's my short story. But then, um, when I, when I was in 22, I got involved with the Russian mafia because, uh, we took a trip abroad, a study abroad trip, and, uh, and it was uh, through school. I took Russian for like fucking four, three years, never learned a fucking word. Klitschko. <laughs> that's the fighter. <laughs> And so I go yeah, over. Man. I go over to the thing, and they, what they did done, the school had done, is paid off the mafia to keep us safe. So they gave us two young gangsters, two mafia guys, to walk us to class, walk us back from class, like become our best friends. But they were my best friends. First fucking day, I walked over with a bottle of vodka and a six pack of Baltica, and I was gonna say which means hello, my name is Bert. It's very nice to meet you. I work pussy, but kind of. It really means I work with cats, but. uh but I didn't have to say, but the second the door opened, I panicked and I was staring face to face with this real Russian gangster. And he just looks at me like, stole, like a fucking, I'm a frat boy from Florida State. He's this fucking just gray, tattoos, wife beater, track pants, cigarette. He's like, stole. And I fucking panicked. And all I said to him in Russian in his doorway was, I am the machine. And he started laughing hysterically because they don't have slang in Russia. They didn't have slang. And he's like, what the fuck did you say? I'm like, I just said it louder. I'm the fucking machine. And he brings me in a room full of gangsters. And he's like, tell them what you said. I just stared at them all. I was like, I'm the machine. They looked at me. They're like, he's the machine. And I became the machine. And these guys fucking loved me. I mean, loved me. We, we, all I had knew how to say, here's the other thing, a little small detail about this. They didn't know, they hadn't seen any of the movies that we all grew up on. So anytime I needed a joke, I just pulled a joke from fucking Caddyshack <laughs> and dropped it on these motherfuckers, and they would lose it. They'd be like, who the fuck? I learned how to say small guy in a little coat, and I'd do that for them, and they'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> this he's a machine. Igor is like, he's, he's a machine. machine. <laughs> so, uh, so that now I'm, I ended up telling you the whole story, but fuck it. So We then, show up in for Smirnoff one day. <laughs> dude, I tried to buy a vodka company. It was so fucking difficult to buy a vodka company. So one day we take a trip to Russia, to Moscow. We get on a train. Igor can't go because a different mob runs the train, different mob runs Moscow. Because don't worry, I'll introduce you to, they're called Banditi. He goes, I'll introduce you to Banditi. And he shows, introduces me to, me to the two new gangsters, Igor and Igor. And he says to him, he goes, guys, this is the machine. If you give the machine vodka, you'll have a great time. And the bigger the two Igors looks like a kid on Christmas. He's like, oh, I can't wait to play with the machine. And he just grabs me, puts me in first class with him, and it's pimped out. Booze, food, and all the fucking people that work on the train comes in to pay their respects. As soon as the train takes off, the fucking conductor walked in, ripped off the stars and stripes to his shirt, placed them on my lap, and goes, this is a present for the machine. And so, I mean, fucking next level. We drink all the booze in an hour. Big Igor stands up. He goes, machine, we go to the bar cart to get more vodka. I'm like, fuck it. I'm in the mob. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. I roll into the bar cart just like a fucking big dick in the locker room. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and Igor says to me in Russian, in Russian, he goes, machine, go buy in the bar, grab bread. And I'm like, Holy shit, I'm learning the fucking language. I know what he's saying. I'm behind the bar like, Igor, I know what you said. He's like, go for you, machine. Can the machine find cheese? And I was like, Sir, cheese, I got it. Give me another one. And he's like, grab vodka. I was like, already another one. Give me another one. He's like, grab the money. I'm like, huh? He's like, grab the fucking money. And I realize we're robbing the bar cart, and I'm the one doing it, hooked on phonics style, in front of all these fucking people. Two of my classmates see me. We walk back to our first class cabin. They're like, you're in so much trouble. Teacher comes in, fucking... Literally five minutes later, swings the door open and goes, this shit, like, loses in that liberal, like, bubble that a teacher would live in. She rolls into a room full of two mobsters and me and goes, this shit is fucking over. Yeah. And starts yelling at me. And Igor just smiles, takes a sip of vodka, spits it in her eyes and goes, no one talks to the machine like that. 
shuts the door in her face and goes, fuck, fuck that up. bitch. This is Russia. And fucking that's, and that's when I knew I was in over my head. And then he looks at me and goes, don't worry, machine, when it gets dark, we have a good time. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing when it gets dark? <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck, I thought we did, it, we did it all, dog. Pulls out a ring of keys and he goes, we're rubbing the whole fucking train. And I'm like, and I, I mean, I look, I, I think everyone in this room will agree. You're one of t- two types of people. You're the kind of person that's like, not me. I'm going to work on my verbs. Or you're like, fuck it. I think we're robbing the train. <laughs> so I looked at him. I was like, all right, let's start with my class. So we robbed them first. And then we robbed the rest of the train. <laughs> Fucking robbed the whole train. This, By the way, this is a true story. And these people I robbed are on Facebook. And you can find I me mean, like, they come to my shows. They come to my fucking shows, sit in the front row. And so, and, but here's the best part. We pull into Moscow, pissed drunk, shit fucking hammered. Pulling to Moscow, train stops, door opens, sun's up, same teacher, not mad, looks at me smiling, goes, they've alerted the police. Sure enough, there's two cops talking to my whole class. They're in their pajamas, they're upset, they've been robbed. And I'm like, this is it. This isn't how I plan on my se- spending my second junior year in the fucking gulag taking dicks to the throat. And Bigger just told us, don't worry, fuck police, a mouthful for both of us. Walks out, grabs a cop who's taking a fucking statement and starts repeating this word, casual, which means like a fuckable goat. And he's like, fuck you, we, casual, we fuck you in the mouth, casual, we fuck you in the I'm like, stop the fucking we shit. Now the cop's just staring at me, I hear him bark out, pajum, zidis, gidis, which I don't, I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound like, you're okay, stay there. <laughs> I go over to the cop, who's standing in front of the class I just robbed, next to the gangster I fucking robbed them with. I get two steps from him, and he just bum rushes me, grabs me tight as fuck by the arm, gets right in my face, and he goes, Saul, I understand you're the machine. Nice, tonight you party with us. And I was like, I'm not in trouble? And he's like, no, fuck that bitch. This is Russia. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that that is, like, probably the best story that ever happened to me. Easily. I mean, I have, I have some really good stories, but, like, like I fought a bear. I jumped out of a plane with Rachel Ray. I, I've done some really crazy shit, but that was, like, that's, like, one of those things that I told that story on Rogan. This is, must have been, like, three years ago. Changed my career. Changed my career. I started selling out. I started selling, selling tickets. And then, and Rogan said on the thing, he goes, no one ever refers to him as Bert. Call him the machine. So I go on stage, and the whole fucking crowd would be going, the machine! And I'd be like, yeah. And then, I mean, I went to Amsterdam. I did a show in Amsterdam. And the whole crowd in Amsterdam is yelling the machine. It's, it was like, it, it changed everything. And then I made like a shirt, and I sold the shirt, and... And now I've been telling that I've been telling that story. That, that's a shortened version, but I, when I tell it on stage, it's like twelve minutes. I've been telling that every single fucking show since I first did Rogan. That, every single show. I, if I have never been able to not tell it on a show, people. If I don't tell it, they're like bullshit. I fucking came for the story. Tell the fucking story. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and then and that kind of you know uh, it changed my life. It really did. So I got a book deal from it. I've had like I I. You know, every it was the greatest thing that ever happened. But what's crazy is all those kids. Like, if you go on my Facebook, like on my personal one, it's me with my daughters in the back of a truck. Is the cover? You can see pictures of all those kids that I robbed. You can see pictures of the gangsters. Like, I, it's so funny. I, when I first told it, I didn't think. I just told it. When I first first ever told it, uh, I did it on Doctor Drew's show, Doctor Drew on Loveline, and some one of my classmates called in on to Doctor Drew and said, "Why don't you tell Doctor Drew about the time you robbed us in Russia?" And I was like, oh, fuck. I totally forgot about it. So I told it on the show. And then I like to tell it. I maybe told it like three other times in my life. Then when I told it on Rogan's, I really kind of never thought of the repercussions of them being real people and them and me having actually robbed them. Like, and like them showing up to shows. Like there was a girl in Minnesota in the front row. 
And I was like, I, you, you look so familiar. She goes, you used to cheat off me in Russia. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, he, ro- <laughs> he robbed me to the whole crowd. Everyone's like, I mean, it's surreal. The crowd, people who have heard the story are like, this is fucking chicken. And so she came up on stage with a chair. I always say this. I go, hey, if I'm making up any of this, call bullshit at any point. Because I don't really remember. I tell it like a joke now. Like, it's a, it's a weird memory. But I told that story and fucking she sat up the whole time with a shot of vodka. And she's like, it's 100% true. And I was like, oh, fuck. So, yeah. How much money you got to take? We just took cameras, uh, cameras, like pocket knives, uh, no money. We, everyone had their money on them. Um, but we took a lot of cameras. And we stole my camera and my pocket knife, too, because my bag was with that class. <laughs> and it was a pocket knife my dad gave me. Like, it was really sudden. They were sleeping or that gunpoint? Sleeping. Everyone was asleep. And we'd go in. We'd open the door. And oh, yeah. little Igor would craw- crawl underneath. And he'd start pulling bags out. And then Big Igor would watch the door. And if anyone woke up, he spit vodka in their face. And then me and this guy. No, there was another guy in the story. I make it sound like it was just me. There was another guy named John. We'd kind of go through their bags, and we wouldn't take anything that, like, they needed. So we just grabbed cameras. <laughs> Leave and the then, toilet paper. <laughs> and then they'd throw the bag back in. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting, because after that, I had tra- backpacked through Europe. And I figured out how to <laughs> not get robbed on a train. And that is just tie your fucking hand to the door. So that when someone opens the door, you your hand goes. Yeah. And so that's, I never got robbed in, in Europe. And people got robbed on our trains. I never got fucking robbed. People get robbed a lot in trains in Europe? Yeah. They used to gas trains in Italy. They'd fucking put sleeping gas into the vents. And the whole train would be out. You just passed out. And they'd just come through and rob everything. That was the big fear when I went there is that that. And you hear stories about people uh, getting drugged in Turkey and waking up with stitches on their back. They just steal they your could- organs. Take a fucking kidney. And Take shit. a kidney. Fucking scary as shit. They do that in Juarez, Mexico. Funny, really? Yeah, yeah. They do that shit. They were all saying over, that yeah. when we go to El Paso, Texas, when we worked at Comic Strip, they say, "Man, don't go to don't go to El Paso. Don't go to Juarez, man. Really? They'll sever your liver over there." They would do that to the. <laughs> they get the, fucked if they got mine. <laughs> They'd be like, <laughs> "Fucking seriously?" <laughs> shit, my liver look like SpongeBob. <laughs> So what's up, fool? You robbed the bank, bro? Fuck no. Fucking money train over here. It's like, dude, that's, <laughs> money train. <laughs> that's some shit right here you get like a thousand years for, dude. Dude, I yeah. And those dudes, like you said, so the Russian, one no, one mob controls Moscow, one controls the train, so they're all like syndicates and shit. There's all- probably like a couple that control St. Peter at the time, at the time. I don't know. I think they've done away with a lot of the mobs over there, but like <clears throat> one definitely controlled, I mean- Control St. Petersburg as far as I was concerned. I remember there was a bar. I think it was called the Ameri- the Americana. Is like a bar we go to, and it was all gangsters. And it, and I just go with my buddy Igor because he was he one of them. And you just go and hang out. And I just make all these guys laugh because they never they didn't have that. You know you gotta understand, man. It was a different world to them. Communism had just ended. The wall had fallen. They introduced capitalism, and the reason that the mob took over is because the only people that were working in a capitalist capitalist system at the time during communism was the black market mafia. And so now all of a sudden everything's there. They're like, "Fuck it, we're taking over," and the mob took over that country. I mean, it literally did. I mean, they were they were extorting hockey players that were coming here to play. They were saying, "Hey, send over a million dollars to the mob, or we kill your family." And these guys had to do it. And they ran everything. And, and so I just go in. And I, had, I had this, like, when I was younger, I still have it a little bit. Like, I party with some I party with some gangs in Miami one night. And I I, party, I, I like that. I, I like the fucking, I had this, like, Tupac mentality. You know, like, you realize Tupac was never a gangbanger, but he hung out with them. And so he had that, like, and I always liked that. A little steez, yeah, a little flavor. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I remember going out to one of their, par- his boss's party one night. 
And I was just making them all fucking laugh hysterically, and we were playing pool. And I was fucking cleaning up. And then Igor came up to me, and he's like, time to start losing. I was like, what? And he's like, you're not walking out of here with like 150 bucks. That'll take, that will ha- get taken from you, and that will hurt. So start losing. Just start losing. Lose it all. And I was like, okay. And so, but it was like, you know, there were different men too. The life expectancy for the average Russian male was like 50 years old at the time. Damn. So, I mean. Hardened people. Big time. And they fucked. Like, they fucked. Like, I remember going to a party one time. I was with this chick. I wasn't even my girlfriend. And this is Igor's boss is like, tonight, how about we uh, switch girls? And I was like, that's not mine. Okay, sure. And. It's like, what am I going to fucking say? No? Sure. She's all yours. Oh, what the fuck do I care? <laughs> how did, how did his, his chick look? She, went, she was hot. Really fucking right. hot. Yeah, like, uh, like um, do you remember Amelie, that movie Amelie? Yeah. Like, she looked like that. And I'm, but tall. Heavenly. And, and she had, like, that, that short black haircut with the bangs. So fucking hot. And the girl that I was with was into him. He was a stud. The guy was a stud. And they ended up making out on the couch. And I just sat next to him, his girl, the whole night. Like, so do you want to? And she's like, nah. I was like, okay. <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'll pass. I'm good, Mr. Machine. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, crazy, dog. Yeah, it was a really crazy trip. That whole trip, man, That even backpacking through Europe was fucking insane. I mean, I, I remember I first took uh, GHB. I thought it was just liquid ecstasy on a rock. They took a boat in Greece. GHB? GHB. GHB? Yeah. They took us out on a rock, out on a boat to a rock with just all a bunch of Euro trash kids in Greece. Dropped us off on the rock with like cases of Lohenbrow and liquid ecstasy, and they were like, "We'll be back in like six hours." And it's like middle, it's like maybe I, I, like noon, and they come back at sunset and pick us up, and, and we're a fucking raving. I mean, like blowing up. And there was this cliff you could swim across and climb up to the top of the cliff and jump off. It's in Corfu. I'm. I swear to God, if you're listening right now at all. And you really say, I want I want uh, the best party I've ever been to in my entire life. Now, you got to remember who you're talking to. I'm the number one party animal in the country. I fucking party for, uh, professionally. I've been partying since I left college as a fucking job. Corfu, Greece, the Pink Palace. Dr. George owns it. It is the greatest party I've ever been to in my entire life. They drop us off on a rock. We're fucking lit. We're jumping off a cliff that's maybe 90 feet into the water, and it's we're in the middle of the fucking ocean. There's nothing around us. No one's going anywhere. It's the best party scene ever. ever. They were playing The Offspring. Remember The Offspring? Come out and play or what? Yeah, yeah it was like that. It was, uh, oh, it was yeah, uh, yeah. drive too fast or whatever. Or drive, you know. Jet, jet, motherfucker. Yeah, and so they come back. They pick us up on the boat. We're fucking blitzed. They drop us off on the beach, and they're like, everyone go to their rooms, lose your clothes, grab your sheets, Meet you, meet you in the dance hall. Everyone comes in back naked, naked with a pink sheet on. It was all pink. Everything was pink. The pink palace, naked, and everyone's still blowing up. We're fucking still partying, and all of a sudden, music starts. You know that Greek, that Greek yeah. music. Music comes out. Doctor George comes out with a stack of fucking plates, like maybe like five feet high. Some guys balancing five plates, and Dr. George, this old Greek guy, just comes out doing the dance. And everyone's going, now everyone's in a circle, sitting in a circle watching, chanting like his fucking Lord of the Flies. And then Dr. George stands up, grabs a plate, slowly comes over, and crashes it on your head. Breaks the plate over your head, and everyone's like, yeah! And sticking your head into the center, just smash! And he breaks every fucking plate on someone's head in the whole fucking place. Mild concussions. We're fucking naked. Kid, we're on liquid ecstasy, we're drunk as fuck, and no one speaks the same language. I'm like, this is the best night of my life. It was the fucking greatest. I ended up swimming out with two, two girls, 
And another dude, we ended up going back to the beach and swimming like fucking, I want to say a quarter of a mile. I know that's not real, but but like far as fuck. <laughs> Out, out to oh, a boat. Okay. Out to a boat. We swam out to a boat, naked, all naked. Got up in the boat, naked. And as soon as we got on the boat, I was like, "This is all." I started sobering up. And I was like, "My dick looks horrible. This is fucking. My dick looks like a hack. Look at, look at bite marks. And yeah. shit. It was the fucking it, the Corfu, the Pink Palace. It's the best party I've ever been to in my entire life. And I and I've I've been on a float at Mardi Gras. I've done every party you could ever imagine. Corfu, Pink Palace during summer. Especially if you could, like, if you know a little bit of another language, if you could just learn a little bit of Scandinavian, like some Finnish. Because the, the fucking Dutch chicks, the Finnish chicks, the Swedish chicks. Models and shit, huh? And they fuck. They all fuck. They all fuck. I mean, I remember meeting these, kick two, you with this fool, this, these two girls were like, they were like. Uh, the Makina over here. <laughs> the the Makina! <laughs> Damn. These girls are like, yeah, they're like, uh, we've said something, and they're like, oh, you just have sex. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And I remember being like, it's not a big deal. And they're like, no, no, it's no problem. It's no problem. They can't dance at all. Like you, if you, when you watch a, a Scandinavian chick dance, they dance like Icky Woods. Remember Icky Woods? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do a lot of Icky shuffling. <laughs> but man, it was a fucking greatest goddamn time. That back backpacking all through Europe was the greatest thing I ever did. It was it was like cool as fuck. You just. You got one backpack, you got a little bit of money, and you just, and everyone's broke, and everyone's just getting drunk in the middle of the day. And like, some people go to like museums and stuff. I didn't do shit. I just. <laughs> museums? You'll yeah. see the Eiffel Tower. We go, we went to this place in Salzburg. I think it was in Salzburg. And we go to the bar, and the guy's like, I'm closing down. And I got like 40 people with me. And it's all people from the hostel. And I said, just keep, stay open for a little bit. And he goes, I'm done. I'm tired. And I said, I'll keep you. This is before I was in stand-up. I was like, I'll keep you entertained. He goes, what will you do? I said, I will dance on top of the bar and for as long as you serve beers. And he goes, as long as you're dancing on top of the bar, I'm serving beers. And I got up on that bar, and I must have danced for fucking three hours. And everyone's just drinking. Every time I go to sit down, they're like, no, no. <laughs> Throwing money at me. It was, I miss that. I miss that. I remember, I, I remember that's when I realized I, was, I wanted to be a comedian. I met, do you remember the TV show The State? On MTV, no. you know Michael Ian Black. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Michael Ian Black, uh, the guys from Reno Nine One One. They had a show on MTV, and I met them at the Pink Palace, and they, they were like big. They were famous, and I met them, and I was like, motherfucker. And I sat next to the guy David Wayne, who's now a big, like successful director, and I just kept saying, what do I? How do I? I want to get into comedy. What do I do? And he was like, you just gotta get on stage. You just gotta get on stage. And that, these guys are all famous, and I'm like hanging out with them, and they're like writing notes down, like they're taking. They got like joke books. I was just like, I was amazed. That night, after I hung out with him, I went out to the beach. I was like, I want to be a comedian. I bet I could do it. I bet I could. Because I was, I would, I would, didn't have any money, so I would get, I would make people laugh to get, not, I don't want to sound like, a, I'm like, you know how like people have real sad stories? And they're like, hey, that's how I became a comedian. Like, <laughs> I was My like, chick left me, man. Yeah. I was done and out, man. I was dancing alcoholic, yeah. bro. I was dancing. I, dancing. <laughs> I wanted to be a cop, man. <laughs> My mom sucks dick and locker <laughs> Nah, bro, I wanted to be a cop, bro. <laughs> my lady DUI, left me, dog. bro. I saw Felipe could do it, so fuck it, I could do it. Eh? <laughs> I saw you get locos, bro, and I saw you stuttering, I could do it. Eh? <laughs> I saw you get locos. That's funny, man. Because some people do come up with sad ass story. What happened, man? Yeah. yeah, man, it was eight of us living in one room, man. man. Yeah. Some people have those Straight like gift cards, bro. With the story everyone had was like, uh, the teacher promised me if I was good in class, I could get the last five minutes oh, for me. I heard that story five, but George Lopez said that. Yeah. Paul. Pablo, too, huh? Pablo. 
A cat with him, probably. <laughs> Everyone. Everyone says that. That was not. That's not true. And, and then the other one was. Uh, you the class clown? No. No, I opened up for him. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that. I opened up for him. When he was um, absent, I used to hack all his jokes. <laughs> you the class clown? No, I opened up for him. No, I was his manager. <laughs> I was his agent, you know, <laughs> trying to get him in the Poconos. How do you think he got the five minutes at the end of class? I talked to Mr. Merck and Dante. <laughs> Mr. Merck, listen, here's the deal. Mr. Merck. You got, you got, you got, you got, a, you got 22 <laughs> seats filled every fucking day. This place is packed and all you're doing is teaching religion. How about this? We split it up. Five minutes goes to fucking Joey Diaz. <laughs> I heard, I heard some creators said that the, the teacher would give them, they don't do five minutes to entertain the crowd to get their attention for the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I wasn't a class clown at all. I think I was just like a regular kid. And then college, in college, I was probably closer to a class clown. Like, I think that's when a lot of people told me I should be, like, I heard it maybe a hundred times, like, you have to be a comedian. And and then I was like, right, maybe I'll be a comedian. But I just never would have had the balls to do it still. If Rolling Stone hadn't discovered me, I'd probably, I'd probably just be selling boats. <laughs> That's funny. In Tampa, huh? Yeah, selling boats in Tampa. He'd be over there with Gary Minky, bro. <laughs> Dude, you know, I, I crashed the club's boat. Now they fired me. <laughs> Gary Minky. He got Minky. Gahim. Gahim. <laughs> fucking Menke. I worked with Menke one New Year's Eve. It's the fucking New Year's Eve show, right? And this guy says, I want to propose to my chick oh, on shit. the show. Can Bert bring me up at, you know, at midnight or whatever? And fucking, and they're like, I'm like, yeah, sure. So Mankey's like, I'll point him out to you later. And then Mankey goes on, and he starts bombing, eating a dick hard. And he goes, all right, fuck it, where's the guy that wants to propose? <laughs> the guy's like, no, bro, not now. <laughs> Shut up, dog. Yeah. No, 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 good. He's like, no, 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 not now, not now. Bring me up in a good part, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, come on, come on, get up now. We're going to do this. Get, gotta, up get up now. I got up. Where's your chick? Where's your chick? Bring her up. And, oh and the guy's like, God. motherfucker. He's like, I didn't want the feature to have me bring up just because Mankey ran out of fucking material. This was, was that he bombed. That was oh, funny, dog. On New Year's, dude. That was funny, though. <sighs> yeah, you don't fuck it. You want to get married? Come on. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Hop up there, champ. Here we go, big guy. I, I would have been like, fuck it, eh? Fuck the whole... I'm bringing up the headliner. <laughs> I had... I was in Virginia Beach one time, and, so, and the guy goes... And you ever do Virginia Beach? Yeah, the one time. Rick says there's a guy who wants to propose to his chick. Um, can you do it? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I don't... I'm, I'm like, how would I do this? It was the best time. And by the way, if you're a comic and you ever get put in a situation and you're listening to this... Totally allowed to use it. It's, I came up with it, but it's 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 I, I can't copyright it. And if you're in this situation, it works. So I bring them up. I bring them, I find out who they are. I then do my show like halfway through the show. I bring them up before before check spot. I bring them up to do a shot. And I go, let's play a game. I go, how long you guys been dating? She's like, uh, two, four years. And I go, you think you could recognize his body simply from feel? She goes, yeah. And I said, so I, I'm going to just have you touch one of our nipples and. You got to tell whose nipples who. She goes, I can totally do that. I go, all right. So I take my shirt's already off. I always take do my stand up with my shirt off these days. And so I, my shirt's off. <laughs> I blindfold her with I blindfold her with my shirt. Okay. I go, all right, all right. Now put your hand out, and then all of a sudden I point to the guy, and he drops on a knee. 
And I go, okay, now you're going to feel, and you got to tell us whose is who. So come forward, come forward, come forward. And she's like like feeling, and the crowd now is like, holy shit, the guy's on his knees, got the ring out. And I pull the blindfold off, and she goes, <sighs> and falls apart, sobbing, crying, fucking standing ovation. The place goes fucking nuts. They get engaged. That's literally the end of my show. I do like a little bit more of the check spot, a few shots, we're out. So then... I, word gets out at the Funny Bones. If you if that ever happens, Bert guy, Bert can kill that. So we go to Columbus, and I'm literally next week, next week. And Dave Stroop says, "I heard about what happened. I got a couple that want to get engaged. Can you do it here?" And I go, "Fucking bring them." I go, it "Won't be a problem." And so he goes, "Okay, cool." So I'm sitting. I get I get up, get on stage, and I tell Dave to put put give me a note to tell me who they are because I didn't, forgot to meet them before. So I get on stage. I get the note. I open it up, and he says. The girl in the front row wants to ask the guy she's with to marry him. And I'm like, I can't fucking do that. And so I was like, fuck. So, but now she's doing this the whole show, like giving me the eyes, like. <laughs> <laughs> and so I fucking, all right, fuck it. So I bring them up. <laughs> and now my game doesn't work the other way around. I can't blindfold him and go feel our nipples. <laughs> There's no other girl. I don't know what to do. I don't, like, I can't, I can't re- find a reason to blindfold the guy. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, I go, hey, do you think you can recognize who's kissing you? <laughs> guy's like, what? I go, do you think you can recognize who's kissing you? I go, we'll blindfold you. We'll both kiss you on the neck, and you got to tell who's who. And he's like, you have a beard. I'm going to know it's you. I go, well, let's just try it. Let's just try it. Because I can't think of a way to get out of this. So I fucking blindfold him. Okay, the chick drops on her knee, and the fucking whole crowd goes, oh! Shut up, dude! Oh! It's not in our customs to do that. I pull his blindfold off, and he looks at me, he goes, you're a dick. (laughs) And I'm like, and I just look at him like, I'm not the one that wants to ask you. (laughs) She's like, will you marry me? And he goes, fine. Fucking, they loser. sit in the front row, and they, he's got a fucking wedding ring. He's got his engagement ring on, <laughs> and he's just like, he's just like fucking tequila, tequila, and just got bl- obliterated. I, was, I felt like such a douche. Damn, <laughs> what a dick! You're such a dick. I remember, I never forget that look. He just looked at me like you're such a dick, and I was like, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He can't get your money back. There's a girl that was terminally ill that wanted to meet me at one of my shows. I didn't know what to do. I never had that before. And uh, showed up with her ivy and everything. <laughs> she showed up like with like a posse. Like she, and they're like, she calls club. Listen, terminal girl wants to meet Bert. Wants to see us do stand up. Big fan. Um, you know, can we have some time with Bert before maybe or after the show? And I'm like, and the troops like, of course. So I don't know what to do. I don't, really don't know what to do. I called Dane Cook. He's the only guy I can imagine that would ever be in that situation. Dane's like, don't worry about it. Just treat it regular. Be really pleasant. Give her a bunch of shit, like free merch. So I go, okay, sorry. <laughs> Give her the super finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give her the super five. Yeah. <laughs> and so I go to do the show, and I do the show, and I can't find her anywhere in the ground. And she died. Done. <laughs> yeah, I get done, and she's not even fucking there. And I'm like, wait, where are they? And they're like, oh, she came alive. She didn't want to meet you. She didn't like your act. I was like, oh, <laughs> So I never even got to meet the girl that was a dying wish. <laughs> Fucking asshole. God, Hey, dude, that's too much pressure, though, huh? When they do shit like that, it's like, fuck. Yeah. Well, when yeah. I tell you before the show, our brother died last week. He loved you. We're here in his honor. 
Oh, thanks for the other pressure, man. Yeah. How am I going to make a ghost laugh, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that was funny what you did to that chick in Richland, though, dog. What? When she uh, gave you the phone and that dude that died and you drew, drew a little halo on that fool. <laughs> I don't know what to do, bro. What happened? She had a picture of me and her dead ex-husband. And she showed me the photo. And she's trying to tell me this long-ass story about how they met, how they met my comedy. But we got like two, 150 people standing in line. But she's telling this story and I'm going, okay, yeah, 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 that's cool. Yeah. That's good. And she told can you sign our photo? So I just signed her photo and I put a little halo on her husband. <laughs> I thought trying to be cute. <laughs> he just marked his face out via condios. All right, Pete. <laughs> uh, wait, I was, I was just, I was just I put X on his eyes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and a little hangman. Give him a couple wings, you know. He put two wings and a halo, and then a gravestone behind him. And a little square casket, like the cowboy days. You just, what if you just drew a casket over his face and started coloring it in? Give me a sec. We'll uh, give him a black eye. <laughs> we get shot, I'm out blood. How did he die? As, as, you, as like you're, you're an artist now. How did he die? It was cancer. Oh, okay. And so you... He was blown up. Oh, okay. He was blown up? Nah, I just made oh. that up. <laughs> little mushroom cloud. <laughs> Man, it's sad how people just come up to you. Yeah, because I was there. I was looking over. I was going, fuck. I had a Weird, woman huh? come up to me in San Jose because her, her, her friend is dying. She has cancer, whatever. Two old, older women. They're like in their early 50s, party animals. She goes, yeah, my friend, my, my friend is not. She's so happy she got to see her show, you know. She was dying of cancer. She's recovering. I'm glad we got to see you. We got you something. She took my hand. She gave me like a, tw- a little sack, bro, of meth. <laughs> really? So I ended up giving her a bird man. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a little sack of meth, bro. I mean, wow, like she recovered from cancer and drug addiction. Might as well, right? Do they ever give you drugs? People give you oh, drugs? fuck yes. You take them? No. Not anymore? No. I, don't. <laughs> I will take them, man. I don't take them no more. Like, I give them to Rodrigo. He takes them. <laughs> I got Coke uh, in D.C. The first time I ever got Coke, guy gave me, like, just probably, like, a gram and uh, maybe, like, an eight ball. It was, a, it was a good size. Get a little straw, bro. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, uh, he was like, hey, that's for you. And it was, and here's the thing. But I, don't, I don't know if I would have done it on a regular night, but it was Sunday night. So I'm flying home the next morning. I'm not going to do Coke. Sunday night, nah. and so I go into the office and I go, uh, I go to Red was the manager at the time. I go, hey Red, I just want to give you a heads up. I got given coke today. Just I was afraid someone was going to see it, and then that comes back to them, and then they're like burst doing coke. So I go, I just want to give it here. I put it on his desk. He goes, I don't fucking want it. And I go, well, I don't, I don't want it. And he's like, well, don't leave drugs here. So I go, here, I throw it in his trash can. He goes, no, that's not how that works. Take it out. And I go, should I give it to someone in the kitchen? And he goes, no, I don't want you giving drugs to my staff. And then this is a host I was working with, Greg Brown, was sitting there quietly and just watching the whole thing. And he goes, I'm, I, I can take that off your hands for you. And I was like, here you go. He was like, thank you. Go dig through the trash can real quick and snag it up. Yeah, I'm afraid that if I won't, I don't won't do drugs that someone gives me on the road. Cause I don't, I'm afraid they're gonna, you know, it'll be something. it with some shit. Although, although you, I, I was in Phoenix, like I was in Phoenix when you were in Phoenix. Yeah. And, and the guy, uh, the guy, there's a guy at the bar and he comes up and gives me shots. I get like probably a hundred shots a night. Like I get 
that's an overestimation. I probably literally get given 20 to 40 shots a night when I do a show. I won't drink them all, but I'll drink a solid portion of them. And this guy comes up with a shot. And it's like late at night, and I go, oh, fuck. And he's like, come on, take it. And I go, are you, are you going to roofie me? And the guy looked at me dead serious, and he goes, what am I supposed to do with that fucking body? I go, what? And he goes, what was that? If you pass out, how do I get you the fuck out of here? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess I am a little bit of a clumsy roofie. Like, you can't just roofie me and then go, come on. <laughs> I'm like 240 pounds. I'm just, yeah. He's got like fucking three guys carrying me out like we get at Bernie's. Uh, we work, Igor, work for your new friend now. Yeah. <laughs> what, what am I doing with you? You're not even laying on top of carpet. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, if I roof you, it's going to happen at my house. I'm not roofing you at a bar and then trying to make a quick getaway. I just took a, a volume, so I think it's starting to kick in. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have a pa- neck pain, so it, it's a muscle relaxant. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever, um, you're thinking of partying, somebody showed me these videos, and they they did it, but I never did Of course, I never did it. I never had a passport. Never could come back from wherever I go. Um, um, tubing down Thailand. No, what was the tubing? No, they 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 they, they, um, they get on inner tubes like in Vietnam, Viet yeah. Cong somewhere, and they start off with some river, and they river on the the inner tube all the way down the river, but there's stops at every river, and there's bars along the river. No, and um, it's, and then you buy you like you like they grab you with a rope on the way up, and they bring your inner tube into you, and they have bars there, and they have a, like a, they have a menu for hash, and really? alcohol. And and jungle juice, you know, different different type of drinks, and there's all these people, man, and then it sucked because see, when once you make it all the way down the river, you're like five, six, six miles away from where you started. Now you gotta hike the fuck all the way back. Yeah, I no, I couldn't do that. I we I, I've done. We used to take mushrooms and go tubing down the Ishtetuckney in Tampa, in Florida. That was fun as fuck. Like that's I, that's by probably easily. The best mushroom trip I've ever had in my life. Just go camping out. We all did mushrooms like the night before, and I didn't, I didn't really like them that much. And then the next morning, woke up. We all do mushrooms and get on these inner tubes. And it was and it was raining. It was just like sprinkling a little bit, so no one was out there. It was no one. And we just went down this fucking river, and just it was like there's no one out there. And I remember that at one point the trees were shaking because I was tripping. The trees were shaking, and it looked oh, like yeah. Jurassic Park. And it was just fucking magical. And then we drove. We, then we in, finished the bag of mushrooms, and we had to drive back to Tallahassee from this Kentucky. And one of our dudes was sober. Todd Bray didn't eat mushrooms, and he drove us. And we all and we had just put Rainex on the windshield, so the water was just going like it was like <laughs> fucking time travel. It looked like time travel, and I was just going like holding on for dear fucking life. Like you were a Millennium Falcon, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Like that, because when the rain accent, when it does, it just beads off, it just zoom, zoom, zoom. Oh, it's fucking awesome. I, I miss those days. I can't, I couldn't do mushrooms now. My I, brain's not wired You right. did it right, Rodrigo. We did, we did them in yeah. Halloween. Last last one I had, I didn't like, I had one where I really enjoyed it when it was like, you know, just everything just fucking aligns and you're just like, your breaths go with everything and you just fucking feel right, dude. But oh, when, yeah. I had you a, get on a good one. I had uh, one, one the la, probably the very last time I took them, I was in Tallahassee. And I got into a conversation with a tree, a pretty serious conversation. <laughs> Listen, Cause, Bert. Because I was, I was, it was a tree at my buddy Chandler, PJ, and Chad's house. And, and Obi. Obi was living there, too. And I'd hang out there all summer, and then we all took mushrooms. And then we're, I'm sitting outside, and I'm next to this tree, and I realize, I see you every day, and I don't ever, like, talk to you. 
and, and the tree just kind of like, like breathing with me, right? And, and then all of a sudden I realized, you know how like trees will have those knots in them? And it had a knot with a knob in it, and it looked like a vagina and a clitoris. And I was like, you're a female tree. I go, how have I never seen this? this is at eye level. I go, how have I never seen this? And I'm talking to the tree, and I'm just like, I couldn't, I was like, I could, you couldn't get me away from it. And everyone's like, I think you're losing it, man. I think we should go do yeah, something. Man. Let's go to Whataburger. <laughs> I got to that level, too. When I was living on Denby, bro, by myself, I was all cra- messed out, cracked out. I got a hammer, man, and I just fucking made a big-ass hole in the wall, and I wrote, my brain's in there now. <laughs> <laughs> my brain's in there now. And I would write different shit, like fucked up quotes all over my room. And I was like, fuck, it's time to stop. <laughs> These notes are not inspirational no more. <laughs> or fuck off. Take it started off with um, motivation day by day, then it started to fuck off. <laughs> it starts, that's a cocaine thing is to yeah. draw stuff on your walls. Yeah, it is, right? <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. And you, especially there's a part of it that feels like uh, it feels like you're being really creative. You're you, not, like you know, we you know I did one night as I did, uh, I did. This is back in college. I did cocaine, not a ton, but like just enough, just enough to know that I couldn't do it anymore, probably. But there was one night where we did. I did a, I did a diagram based on the center of our kitchen with uh, tape and white paint, and I just and anywhere you could go from that place, and and it was like. And I would just marked it all out and lined it out, like right to the dishes, right to the. And I was like, "This is the way to micromanage your time." It's like, don't fucking start with these long loops. Stay on these lines. Get to the sink. Get to the fridge. Stay on the lines. And there was big circles around. Like, if you need the steps, hit the line, bounce a circle all the way around. And I was like, and my buddy Ozzy came home. He's like, uh, "Have you been doing coke?" And I was like, <laughs> "Why?" And he's like, uh, "You lower." Our fucking kitchen looks like a crazy man's been in here. And I was like, you shouldn't go to my room then. He's like, what? And I had drawn, I had, this is fucking next level. I had gridded out on my wall. I had drawn a grid with a ruler and I had copied the cover of Fear and Loathing on a grid on my wall and erased the grid and it looked like it looked so fucking badass and he's like dude we're gonna lose security deposit you can't fucking do this <laughs> you got Michelangelo yeah. over here playing the Sistine Chapel we had a we had a we had, had a beautiful one, mind over here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had one we had one like spring one spring where we discovered cocaine and ecstasy and and we it was like do you remember I mean I'm sure you know this feeling but you remember like the feeling of like I just remember this distinctly. Going to Mardi Gras and we couldn't find X, and I was like, I was like, I, I don't, I can't enjoy this. Like, this isn't gonna be fun if I don't have something. I need to have something to get this. I can't. What am I just gonna drink? What the fuck? And I was like, I need something. And I went to my buddy. I, I went, know, really, right? Yeah. Like, like, fuck! You can't find one coke dealer in this town. You're a fucking loser. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my fucking night's ruined. I'm gonna tax this town next time I come. Yeah. I remember going in New Orleans and and that was the first time I did coke. I was with one of my one of my best friends growing up. And uh, he was, and dude, I remember this like it's yesterday. It was a rock, a rock like the size of my fist. And uh, he was like, I'm, he pulled me in his room. I've known him since we were like 13. He goes, uh, listen, I'm giving you a heads up. Some people can just do it and it'll be fine. And some people do it and they're fucking, that's all they want to do. Mm-hmm. He's like, I love you like a brother and I don't want you to get fucked up mm-hmm. on this. So I don't know what to say, but you're, I mean... I, I I have some, and we can totally give you some if you want to buy some. I think everybody that does cocaine needs that talk in the beginning. <laughs> yes, yes. And so I went. I said, I don't think I'm gonna be fine with it. I can totally do it. And so we went in 
to uh, went into the next bedroom, like the bedroom across the hallway, and they had like a, they had like a it looked. It wasn't what it was, but it looked like a like a screen from a window, and they were just shaving it, and it was just feathering onto the desk like like a like snow in the winter and I was it just looked beautiful to be super powdery right yeah super powdery and he and he was like this is and by the way these were rich kids so this was amazing coke and so they fucking pulled over they cut four lines me my buddy Ozzy are the only ones and I do one line and literally I remember this distinctly starting at this tooth over was numb just fucking numb and I went whoo and then and then he's like, you might want to do the other side. And I was like, yeah, I can't be lopsided like this all fucking day with, like, a sober side and then a fucking Hulk. Like, oh, Hulk side. Fucking yeah. vanilla so, sky over here. Yeah. The two-faced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I did the other line on the other nose. And then he was like, he's like, you'll be good. You'll be good for a little while. And then he gave me a little. He's like, this is traveling Coke. Because it was Mardi Gras. And he's like, so when you're, you know, just you guys go into a fucking porta potty and take small bumps. You don't need a lot, Bert. You don't need a lot. He kept, kept telling me that. I don't even think we did any more that night. We just did those two lines. And I remember getting on one of those trolleys and holding on to the, the bars. And I remember this so clearly. I felt like I am clearly knowledgeable enough and strong enough to rip these out and fucking literally rip them out and then hold them as swords. And But I thought, but I'm smart enough to know not to do that because everyone will be on to me. So I go, you know what? You guys are lucky today. I remember thinking that. Yeah. You guys are lucky today. I got the fucking power. <laughs> I'm the machine. It was the fuck. And then we slept in a car and we had whatever, you know, he gave us extra. We had it and we were driving back to Tallahassee the next day. Me and Ozzy and I had a panic attack. The whole ride I had a panic. That I was like, I'm going to get pulled over. I got coke. I'm going to jail for fucking years. What am I doing? I don't even like coke. I'm fucking... <laughs> And then, and then that Sunday night, I guess that was probably like the next Sunday. Me and my buddy Obi and my buddy Ozzy did it again and did it to a, at a club. And then it was like, then it was like maybe two other times, and then maybe maybe three other times. I don't even know, honestly. And then one time and twice in New York, Tw- maybe four times in New York. It was a more little, a couple times in New York. I remember. Do you remember the comedian Jordan Rubin? No. Jordan Rubin. He was he's a he's a writer. He's a big time writer. But he, had a, he used to have these loft parties in Soho, and he was a young kid, but he had his dad invented the joint rolling machine. The Rizla one? His dad invented yeah. that. And so he had, I, I don't think Jordan came for money, but he had money. And he was also a hustler. He was like a New York hustler. He had a loft in Soho, and I went to move to New York with like a couple models from Tallahassee. They were girls that, were, that turned into models. Hottest fucking chicks in the world. And uh, we went to a party, and this one girl, Jerry, I should, man, Jerry, was like, I got some coke. You wanna, you guys wanna do some lines? And we were like, okay. So I said to Jordan, who's like his comic, he's like a comic, good friends, best friends of Jeff Ross. And I go, I go, hey man, can we go into your bedroom and get high? And he's like, of course. So he comes in and he follows us in. I didn't realize he was following us in. And I pull his mirror off the wall. And he's like, what are you guys doing? I go, we're getting high. And he's like, you guys are doing coke. And we we're like, yeah. What did you think? I wouldn't smoke a joint in your room. That's fucking disgusting. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck and he was like I- I've just never seen this and I was like oh my god I feel like such a fucking dirt bag it's weird how when like man when you're about to do coke and, and then somebody about to enjoy it man like you have fucking pornos and this guy wants to play marbles <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what yeah, she you look at him real, like dog. you wanna play marbles dog yeah well he's checking out titties dog <laughs> go yeah. ride your bike dog <laughs> go fucking deliver paper eh? <laughs> Go cut grass, loser. We're men now. Look to your fucking homework. That was the last time I think I, I was probably 20, no, probably 
16, 17 years ago. It's probably the last time I did coke. We were at a party with my buddy's birthday, my buddy's 40th birthday party, and uh, they had coke because it was like it was an like 80s, it was like a 70s party. <laughs> so everyone came and dressed in the 70s, and I walk in and there's like a mound of coke in his bedroom, and he's I see it and I'm like, and they're like, do you want some? I was like, nope. I had two kids at the time. And I was like, I'm done. Um, that's not where my brain is. I don't, I'm not going to do it. And my wife sees it. My wife comes up to me and she goes, um, oh, my God, they got cocaine here. And I was like, or she's a redneck. She calls it cocaine. <laughs> they got cocaine here. Oh, my God, they got cocaine here. And I said, yeah. She goes, she says to me, she goes, you know, if you want, you can do it. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, that's what I said. I was like, what? She goes, Hold my hair. What? She goes, I don't want to hold my hair. <laughs> She goes, I don't want to be that kind of wife. You, if you want to do it, you do it. And then I said, uh, okay. But I'd already made a decision not to do it. She goes, but listen, here's the deal. If you do it, you can't come home tonight. And I was like, uh, don't fucking worry. You're not going to see me for a couple fucking days. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're going to fucking see me tonight? Oh, yeah, I'm going to come home and clean the house. <laughs> fucking right. There's a dart tournament going on at a bar somewhere I got to want to be a part of. Dude, dark, cocaine and darts go hand in hand. I got a house to line up right here. <laughs> Bullseye. Damn, dude. Yeah. I remember like, I was get so fucking coked out, bro. And then um, I still have like I still have notebooks. I don't, I, hate, I hate opening them up because I, I have shit that I wrote down, and there's some some evil shit oh, I wrote down, dude. bro. Really? I'm afraid to read it sometimes. It's so funny. I don't like. I think Joey. It must have been Joey told me he's like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't never knew Felipe when, like, when that happened. He was like, he's a very different person. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, I was a very different guy. Because I can't imagine that's bad. I can't imagine a like a crazy evil side of you. Me neither. <laughs> that was me, Doug. <laughs> that was me, Doug. Nobody shot me. <laughs> Damn, that's yeah. crazy, huh? Paint the back of your Oh, yeah, I painted a Van Gogh, shitty Van Gogh painting behind my refrigerator. Without a grid. That's my without wife a, right here. Without a grid. That's the one I met her, man. She's on my artistic side. <laughs> you have an artistic side? Yeah, I do a couple of cocaine and do paintings and I put them behind the refrigerator. Wait, yeah, did you meet him when he was partying? Yeah, I guess is the first was the first night fun though. Well, it was fun with him, but it's, it's like a roller coaster ride, and you're really scared about where it might end up. Really? Yeah, the first time I was at a house right here in Hollywood with a uh, co- two comedians f- from the comedy store. We're living there, and she had just met me. Come on down, man. We're here party, man. It's like nine in the morning. Yeah, it's like nine in the morning. I'm all hyper. We're partying right now, man. Come on down. <laughs> and then she shows up. And there's like two dudes hiding, another guy hiding, and she's, she's the only one with, with a joint. And we're we're doing lines, staying quiet. <clears throat> she's like, "This is a party, yeah, man. It's a party." <laughs> we got <clears throat> there was a dude. There was a uh, there's like right after <clears throat> right after uh, the Rolling Stones shit happened. I moved to New York, and then uh, <clears throat> was dating this chick in Orlando. That was dating her in college, and then I she was still in Orlando. She had one arm now. <laughs> I dated a girl with cerebral palsy one time. Didn't know she had cerebral palsy because I was so drunk on our dates <laughs> that I thought we were just all stumbling. <laughs> yeah, and then and then uh, uh, Patrice O'Neill, she came to. He found out and he fucking was relentless. He wouldn't let it go. He was like, "How fucking drunk do you have to be to not notice someone's disabled?" And I was like, "I ain't a lot. I'm not that drunk. I'd be shocked." But 
We got on to. We got on to. Remember, I don't fucking. I want to say names because it's better when you say the person's name. Yeah. But like, we go to Brent. I want to say Brent Bracken's house. I'm not certain if that's even accurate, but I want to. Whoever's house we were had a wife and a kid already, like a baby, and we were all still like 28 years old, 27 years old. And we all go out partying in the church street, and then someone goes, hey, let's go back to my house, and we'll do some coke. I got, they had a big house on the lake. And they go, listen, my wife and my chick are asleep, but they're in the back half of the house. We just stay out front, and like in the living room area, I got a table in the kitchen. We'll just hang out there all night. So we get some coke. I want to say it's like four of us. All of a sudden, like we're, everyone's doing a little bit of coke, and there's a knock on the door, and, uh, and it's our buddy Travis. And he's in a fucking... Uh, uh, what's the what's the, Arkin? Oh, not or oh, he's in an Orkin outfit. He's, he's like, an exterminator. Exterminator, and he's like, and he, but he went to college oh, with Gio. us. He went to college with us, and he was like, hey man, uh, I heard you guys got a little toot, you know? Maybe just those little wicked chemicals. He's like, <laughs> he's like uh, you got him in your truck, Hussein. He goes, and he's just like, he's like, uh, I'm a little little short on cash, but if you guys uh, could see clear, but this way, this is our fraternity brother. This is one of our friends. He's like, if you could see way uh, see way clear of a couple lines, I'll. Uh, I'll exterminate the house. <laughs> Hussein, dog. Yeah, the partner that does that, man. Yeah, yeah. like ten years ago. <laughs> so we're like, we're like depressed. We're like, dude, we're, just come to coke with us. You don't have to exterminate the house. Come on, bro, you're house. a beta. <laughs> so he, he comes in and he and he starts doing coke with us, but he's got his gear with him anyway. He's like, fuck it, dude. And now he's wired. He's like, that's I'm fucking hilarious. I'm, exter- dog. I'm exterminating the house. I'm fucking exterminating. I'll be back. And we don't even remember that my, that my buddy's got a wife and kid in the back. And we're like, fuck it. Let's all exterminate the house. He cut a, <laughs> he cut a, ba- he cut a baby in the rat trap. <laughs> His wife comes screaming out of the back of the house. There's an exterminator. She's not asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's in her bedroom. Spraying the fucking bedroom. <laughs> And she comes screaming out and then going, what the fuck's going on? And we're like, we forgot she's there. We're like, what the fuck? And then he just goes out right behind her. You got silverfish. <laughs> you got silverfish. God damn, oh. dog. You guys can see your way clear of a couple bumps. I'll gladly. Like, 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 uh. He's all like, tired, huh? I'm like, like, negotiates. <laughs> You know, you've done that before, huh? Well, you know, kind of low on money, man, but I noticed that you have an ads building up over there. <laughs> I see a Colin. It's, like, uh, it's like the guy from Popeye. I see a Colin. Who's the guy from Popeye? That Wimpy. Go, Wimpy. Wimpy goes, <laughs> I'm glad you play you Tuesday for a hamburger today. <laughs> oh, I don't fucking remember. That's funny, the way you worded it, was hilarious, man. Clearly, um... <laughs> Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> That's funny, dude. What's up, man? You're fucking doing coke. Your home was dressed up with exterminating gear. He's all wired. Fuck it. He might want to go to work. Man. I'm fucking... Nah, fuck it. I'll do it, man. I'll just spray the house. Hey, just imagine waking up and there's an exterminator in your room just spraying with the fuck mask it. on. Hey, am I in <laughs> hey, a commercial or what? <laughs> I miss I miss those days. I miss those days because it was Who like, is this guy? At you, night, dog. Oh, I don't miss them. Like, I don't want to be back in that. Like, I get depressed when I get too fucked up. And, like, I got to do shit the next day. And my kids, I can't wake up with my kids. Because I'm like, like this morning, I did not. I did, hung out with Joey last night. You know how that ends up. You, you end up getting a lot more fucked up than you ever planned on. Smoke a number, eat an edible. There was edibles. I didn't eat any edibles. I will never fucking Should touch Joey's, Joey's edibles. But like, I wake up this morning, my daughters are like, my daughters like, Dad, you gotta watch that puberty video. 
because we had to watch it before they watched it. So if they had questions, they could, we could answer it. And uh, and I just was like, I don't fucking feel like doing any of this. I just wanted to go stay back asleep. And then fucking like, and then I had the, it's like you just pack your fucking days. I miss just not doing a fucking thing. You know, I know I, I like I don't like we're doing a set tomorrow at the comedy store and I, I, I get depressed thinking I don't want to work tomorrow. But then when I get there, I'll be like, fuck, yeah, yeah, this is a ba- blast. I'll get a few beers. Then I'll get a fucking blitz. And then I got a podcast with Doug Benson at 830. And you know how that's going to end up. And then I'm supposed to go fucking coach softball. I fucking coached softball obliterated the other day. Like fucking got off a plane, go straight to the softball field. And I was a fucking hot mess like Damn, the, yeah the I machine was, is in the league of his own <laughs> oh, i mean no one but I, I wouldn't get close to anyone because i didn't want to smell me because i'm like i definitely smell like booze and fucking i had a cigar with me and they're like uh sir you can't smoke <laughs> in a park around children <laughs> you're a soprano <laughs> you're a soprano bro you know, so smoke a little uh, cigar here with a kids when they play stickball whatever yeah <laughs> Bada bing. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys leave tomorrow. Do you have a show tomorrow night? We no, the show already got canceled, but we're still going. The floods. Oh, so you're not? But what are you? <laughs> what are you doing? Looting? Showing up, showing, up, showing up too early for radio. <laughs> so wait, there's no, all shows got canceled? No, just on Friday. No, just Wednesday. My bad, just Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday show got canceled. Wednesday through Saturday shows. Is that Cap City? Yeah. I love that club. Yes, people. I'll be at the Austin Cap City Comedy Club, May 28th to the 30th. Yeah, you promoted it on my show. But you, you, Wednesday's you, off. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be in Boise, June 6th, at the Egyptian Theater, Boston, Massachusetts, June 18th and 20th. Oh. I've left Boston, San Diego, California, American Comedy Club, June 25th to the 28th. You have any dates, Bert? Your show is right, June 6th? Uh, June 2nd, Triplet starts airing June 2nd on Travel Channel at 8 p.m. <clears throat> Check it out. It's where I take people on Adventures of a Lifetime. Our first two episodes are Michigan and Louisiana. Then we got Vietnam, South Vietnam. Africa, New Zealand, Fiji. Uh, it's a fucking great show, so everyone watch it. And uh, June 11th, 12th, and 13th, I'm at the DC Improv. I, th- I think the shows are sold out. My daughters were watching Brad Williams on TV today. On Netflix? Yeah, no, on uh, Showtime. Oh, so they them? came after they came out and they heard him and Georgia had met him before and they were watching him and they couldn't figure out they were like what is this and I go I go to a little person and she's like oh and he starts tells a joke he does he does this like walk thing across the stage and they start laughing hysterically and then he does this other thing with his body and they're fucking doubled over and I was like yeah guys why don't you watch it it's, it's probably good and he's like man I love dwarf pussy and I was like alright turn it off <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this Damn. is fucking fun, man. Quick, it was fun. Quick cool. question, real quick, uh, Bert. Like, so when you partied and all that, did you, you know, you're saying you know, when you did stand up, you didn't have that sob story of how you did stand up. Yeah. You know how some people party to subdue shit. Like, you just party to fucking, you know, have a good time yeah. and fucking chill the fuck out and you know, just fucking. I like to have a good time. I li- I really. I'll tell you what. I'm. I might. I'm. I have a problem saying no. I don't have. I'm not good at saying no. But I like the spontaneity of life. I love. I don't like like um like say it's my twenty first birthday and everyone's like we're going out and we're getting fucked up tonight that actually gives me anxiety like I go I don't want to do that I, I now I don't want to drink at all I, I would rather stay home but if you say like uh, say like you ran into me at the mall and you were like bro what are you doing I was like nothing you're like hey let's go do a shot 
at the and I'd be like, let's go. I love that feeling. I love that like that's like I do this. I do this tour. Uh, I'm planning. A, I'm planning. I think a 12 city tour. Uh, in in the I think this. I'm not sure. I think it's this winter. But I'm gonna go do uh, Tampa, Orlando, Atlanta, um, uh, Nashville, Indy, Dayton, Columbus, <clears throat> Pittsburgh, Philly. New York, D.C. I think that's the tour. And I do this thing called calling sick to work shows where I go in, do radio, drink on radio at like 8, from like 6 in the morning till 10. And then I go right to the club at 11 and I do an 11 o'clock show and everyone calls in sick to work. I love that feeling of that time to drink. When you're not supposed to drink, that's my favorite time to drink. I don't like drinking when everyone else wants to drink. Like we go to a restaurant and in a weird way I end up not wanting to drink. I don't drink really much at home at all anymore. I just, like I did this weekend, but that was just because it's Memorial Day. But like I love drinking when you're not supposed to drink. You remember in did you you did it the day before I did the the radio station in uh, in Tempe? Yeah. That the um, uh, Mike Holmroom show. Yeah. And I, I walked in there and I was, right off the bat I was like I love a Lagunitas. And they're like, really? I go, fuck yeah, because that's when no one's... I love that. I fucking... I think that's my problem is I'm, I'm addicted to spontaneity. I'm addicted like some dad came out of school the other day and he's like, he's like, what are you doing the rest of the day? I was like, nothing. He's like, you want to get high and go shoot skeet? And I was like, fuck yeah. I don't even really smoke pop. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and my wife's like, what are you doing? And I was like, we're going to go shoot skeet. Where are we going? I don't even have any of the answers. All I know is that the sentence sounded right. It sounded fucking fun you know it's like <clears throat> like when i saw you guys at the, the airport. airport and i was like i gotta get a beer yeah i get excited i go like <laughs> <laughs> he's hold on i'm gonna get a beer and me and first told her had coffee he came up with a beer yeah <laughs> and i was like fuck i love the spontaneity of it i like drinking like i like drinking this this sounds like an alcoholic but i like drinking like when people don't know i'm drinking you know like like uh like christmas shopping for at the mall and then, like, I ran – I forget who I ran into, but I ran into a dad. And he was like, hey, you want to wanna get a beer? And he's like, I'm supposed to be getting something for my wife. He's like, yeah, me too. Fuck it. You want to get a beer? And I was like, fuck yeah. And so my wife's off with the kids, and me and him are at the bar just throwing back a couple of beers. And I was like, now I'm ready. And I just love that fucking feeling. My buddy, that, my buddy Weicho, that I say sounds like you and talks like you, is all your fucking mannerisms. I mean, I gotta introduce you to this guy. He's identical to you, except totally different. Totally different. Like button-down shirt. He's got a job selling like media or selling something. But he grew up in Peru. I told you about him, and he does things exactly the same way you do it. He's that guy. He loves like let's get just let's get just drunk. Like no one knows. No one fucking knows. I th- I think it's also Florida. Growing up in Florida, man, we had some severe issues with like. We got introduced to drugs really early. We got introduced to alcohol really early. All my friends are either in treatment or dead. Like, all of them. My, everyone's either sober or dead. And well, Orkin, man. It was a yes. <laughs> <laughs> Scaring people, dog. <laughs> it's a little reality show right now. I can find him on Facebook and tell you exactly where he's at. It's Adam, dog. Dude, that's funny, man. That's the funniest story I've ever heard. That's funny, man. Hey, man, I'm kind of short on cash right now, man. But, uh, you can see clearly. Um, <laughs> oh, that was a fucking fun night. <laughs> There's a lot of nights like that in Florida. Have you ever you do Florida much? Yeah. Florida's fun. I was I got so fucked up time when I was opening up for Gabriel in West Palm. Right there by that place that was chili that um wet willies. Yeah. The place with the with the frost alcohol. Yeah. I started partying with some dude. No, I was just saying this hi to the security guard from the improv all day. You know, just say what's up to him every day. 
And then finally I got fucked up, man. Finally I got fucked up. And I walked up to him and I said, man, let's just fucking get fucked up right now, man. And I told him, and he said, all right, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I was waiting for you to ask me, coño. And I put a little bag of Coke, and I knew he had it, bro, all along. Yeah. And I knew he had it all week. I don't know if it was for me, but you I knew had he had it. that little party eye. So they were started partying, bro. And hold on, man, let me go get my fucking check from the fucking improv. <laughs> so I got my fucking check. We're still partying, man. The flight leaves at 11 a.m. It's 9, bro. I'm still partying with this fool. Gabriel Iglesias fucking texted me. Come on, fool. He even had his fucking... He had this... Uh, Gabriel had this scientific or mathematical equation sent to me. Felipe, you plus that guy plus cocaine equals missing flight. <laughs> and I said... I, th- and I remember the text back. You equals... Food because fatter, right? Or I don't know what I wrote, but I'm always on cocaine, so it's probably a clever one I just said. <laughs> so I'm partying with this fucking dude, right? We're running out of coke and shit. I keep looking from the corner. Every time he op- he, he shakes the bag, I'm looking over. It's getting lighter. I'm going, fuck, it's getting lighter. Then, okay, maybe I should t- maybe I should ca- catch my flight, you know? <laughs> so then somehow I... And my, you know, when you're on cocaine, like I started rationalizing the, the cocaine thinking. Okay, how about this, man? Listen, bro, let me just um, take me to the airport so I can change my flight for tomorrow. Then we'll go catch this fucking check. We'll fucking party to the, like, there's no two fucking tomorrow. Yeah. Fool, I went to take my flight. Then I, then I, he went to go, he left, came back. I left my wallet and check in his car. And then he brought it back. Then I said, so, you know what, man? I'm going to just stay here, man. <laughs> <laughs> A moment of clarity. Yeah, I'm going to just stay here, man. And I made the flight. <laughs> I've never missed a flight. I've never missed a flight. I made the flight, though. Yeah. Really? What was it, what's it like flying after you've been doing cocaine all night? It feels weird, man, because you want to do more. Yeah. You just keep drinking, man. And just, I just kept drinking and drinking. Calm um, down. That's why, man, my favorite scene, man, my favorite cocaine scene was when Danny Bonaducci is driving that longboard, bro, and he's all fucked up, and he walks into a liquor store in a valley and buys a big bottle of vodka and cranberry juice. And just puts all the vodka in the cranberry juice jar and starts walking around just longboarding and drinking like that. That's how I do it, bro. <laughs> I like to party like that, bro. Like in the middle of the day like that. <laughs> Nobody knows what you're doing. You're just running a bike, getting fucked up. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody's drinking McDonald's. Everybody's drinking soda, but you're drinking fucking alcohol out of a cup, mad dogging everybody. Mad dogging. <laughs> <laughs> we took a couple on a trip flip uh, probably two years ago. And they had, uh, and and they said something about drinking. We were about to do something, and they go, "Is it okay? We've been drinking." And I go, "Wait, you, when have we been drinking?" And they go, "Water bottling." I go, "What? Water bottling?" They go, "Water bottling." They just get a water bottle like this, and they just fill it up with vodka and fucking vodka and whatever, and just sip on it. And it just and it looks like water. They fill it up with vodka and just it's like the it's like the vanilla vodka or whatever. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And they're like, "Oh, we do it all the time." And I was like. Shut the fuck up! I never did it, but then now, now I do it. Like when I go on planes, if I like, I always bring a thermos filled with ice, one of those like Yeti, like hardcore keeps it cold for twenty four hours thermoses. Loaded up with ice at the airport, and then if if like we got into a long flight and everyone's falling asleep, it's like a red eye. If I want a cocktail, I don't want to have to go wake the waitress up, the flight attendant up. I'll just go into my bag, get a little travel Jim Beam or Jack Daniels. Pour it in there, and then I'll sip on that. I did that, and I did that a lot in Africa because they don't serve booze in Africa, and they don't serve booze in fucking Fiji either. They don't serve booze in New Zealand on these planes, 
And so I was like, and I, Why? I drink because they, they, I think because New Zealand people are fucking monsters. They're like big, big buck motherfuckers. Oh, the Maoris, right? No, 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 no. Like the fucking white dudes are these settlers that are just huge dudes. And I think if they get drunk, they get rowdy. I guess that's, I, mean, I can't imagine why, but they don't serve any booze on flights. And so I'd always, I'd always no get. No beer for Kiwis. I'd always get this fucking water bottle and I'd bring six little Jack Daniels. Cause you, they're only like four hour flights, but I'd be like, I just fucking Jack Daniels in there and then sip on that and I'd be fine. Same thing with Africa. Same thing with Vietnam. Vietnam didn't serve booze on flights. Some of these Damn. international places, they just don't have alcohol. They're just not like, it's a different, it's a really like getting on a bus. So, <laughs> and you're like, fuck, it's date night. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, fool? What's up, Rodrigo? Chilling, dog, right here with fucking the machine, dog. You, you want to be the machine too, huh, bro? <laughs> La Machina. La Machina over here, bro. The worst thing happened to him, man, Damn, he got man. taken to the, the Mongols Motorcycle Club. Um, yes, they, they took him to the, the little uh, club, the club, right? Clubhouse. They dude. took him to the Mongols clubhouse, bro. Really? Well, the comedians, right? What happened, bro? Nah, because one comedian got into it with him and shit. So uh, they fucking were going to kill him, and then they finally let him go. So the next weekend, they're like, hey, man, just come to the clubhouse. It's cool. It's all squash. We're going to party. We're all, fuck it. So, well, that dude was like, fuck it. But he wanted to take two other people with him just so make sure if that fool ended up disappearing, we all disappear, I guess. So we're partying in there. Dude, they have fools with, like, AK-47s on the fucking top of the little buildings and shit. And um, they, you know, they fucking metal detector you and all that shit. And, you know, the whole classic biker shit, you know, fucking somebody's property and shit. The chick wearing that dude's vest. And then there's big old motherfucking, you know, big old Viking dude just fucking bumping into you and you can't do shit. You're just sitting there all... And then the other dude's scared, too, but he's trying to act up. All right, act normal, dog. I mean, act normal. You act normal, dog. <laughs> I was sharing in my underwear in high school. <laughs> I was like, God, oh, what am I fucking doing? Dog? I showered in my underwear in high school. I'm going to give you a prospect jacket? Fuck. No, they're just like, and they were kind of mean. prospect jacket? And they're kind of like, you know, because they're for real. They're kind of mean, dude. But, you know, it was, it was awkward. It was awkward. And it's like, all right, man, it's time to leave like two hours later and shit. They didn't want to finish the party there. You guys didn't tell no chicks? Fuck no. They were all, dude, everybody had their chicks, dude. It was where all. Where was this? Where was it? This is like an industry shit somewhere. It's like one of those places where, like, you know, they zip you through a weird little fucking um, industrial complex. It's in an industrial complex somewhere in a um, in city industry or commerce or some shit. You know what I mean? Nobody got naked and shit? Fuck no. It was fucking trippy, dog. Were there any Mexicans in there? It was like Mexicans and white dudes mostly. Really? Yeah, dude. You know those fools that look like fucking Bob from La Bamba and that big old dude, dog. Bob, dude, I learned more about Mexicans in La Bamba than in La Bamba <laughs> than in anywhere else. That's a badass movie, man. Bob, <laughs> fucking, I. <laughs> Bob was the guy. He was fucking fascinating. The way he talked too. It's almost. It's like he, he was almost crying as he talked all the time. Not my first or my last. Richie. <laughs> Like when he goes like this, when he goes um, when um, he, when um, I guess Richie Valens had gave Bob money to buy his mother a dress, you know, for the party, and I forget he spent it. He asked him in front of he asked Bob in front of everybody at the party, "Hey, what happened to that fuck that dress you were supposed to buy my mom?" Me, eh? he fucking freaks out. Fuck it, you got all the money. Why don't you buy it? Yeah. <laughs> Who is that actor? What's he doing? Isai Morales. Isai Morales. What's he doing now? Acting. <laughs> <laughs> We're at that party. We went to a party. We saw him, man. Alternative what? cancer research. Alternative cancer research film. 
Oh, like this, some a friend of his has cancer and she recovered doing natural play, ways, and we saw him there like wearing shorts. <laughs> wearing shorts. <laughs> He's producing a lot of movies. Isai Morales. Isai Morales, you're out there, bro. You're, you want to be a showrunner for my show? <laughs> <laughs> So what's up, fool, man? So your show's coming on, man. What's up? Yep. We're, we're gonna get roller coasters or what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna take you. We got Birth Conquerors coming back. We're doing. We start production June 17th. So we'll be out of parks. We're going to Denver, Massachusetts. Uh, we're doing one in LA. That's where where I'm gonna load it up. I, I'm gonna bring. I, I think we should just do like a fucking all things comedy. Just a whole group of us on fucking my favorite ride, Superman. You ever ridden Superman? That's a Colossus, right? That's Superman and um, Magic, Magic Mountain? Mountain? Yeah, Magic Mountain. You yeah, take off it. at like 100 miles, 110 miles an hour backwards, <laughs> go shoot up 400 feet, have a moment of weightlessness and drop. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do it at Magic Hour with us where the fucking sun's starting to set. I used to do this every day. I had a show on uh, another show called uh, Scream If You Know The Answer where we did it was a game show on roller coasters. So we just sat at the park all fucking day. And then at the end of the day... We'd rap, and the whole crew would go do this ride at sunset, and we'd do it like three or four times. And it was just fucking, it was like the best sunset when you get up there, that moment of weightlessness, just to look over that. You know the Southeast has those like watermelon sunsets? Just so pretty, and I, I fucking loved it. We're going to have a fucking blast. Dan Benson's coming. It's going to be a little bit of a fucking, a little bit of a party. Yeah, man. Hell yeah, that sounds bitching. So what's up, fool? Brett? Bert, yeah. <laughs> so from Tampa, huh? Tampa. Yeah, Tampa, Florida. That's funny when we were talking, man. Uh, he said the only Spanish he grew up lear- learning was from Bienojos, Bienojos, Bienojos. Yeah, good eye, good eye. Yeah, baseball uh, shit. But it was all Castilian. No, is it Castilian Spanish? What's there was Cuban Spanish? Cuban Spanish, but no. The, one of the uh, pitching coaches was from Basque. Yeah, he's Castilian. Yeah, so yeah. and so he would. He was thing like this, like this. Yes. Right, and and so and his son. God, I forget his son's name now. Uh, I wish I remember. His son was a pitcher, so whenever he'd pitch, he'd talk to me in Spanish. But I didn't know Spanish like he did, so I just would have to guess what he was saying. <laughs> but everyone else spoke Spanish. It's like he'd be like, he'd be like, Oye, Oye, Alberto, Alberto, Hey, Oye, Hey, escuche, and then like, and then I'd be like. I, I, yeah, I don't know what you're saying. Oye, como va? Yeah. Our words, here's where our words Cristurino. when we were kids were, uh, were, uh, um, uh, mostraza. Mostraza was like, everything was mostraza. If you were gay, it was que pato. Like how, du- like a duck, because you'd waddle. <laughs> que pato. And, que pato. Uh, uh, mostraza was like badass, like, dude. He had a mostraza joint on him. And it was like a monstrous, like a... I don't even know what mostraza means. Mostraza or monstroso? I don't know. I don't remember. Tiene monstroso palo. What's that? Monstrous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, enormous. Monstroso, probably. And then... Tiene uh, monstroso culo. (laughs) The big ass. (laughs) So what's up, fool, man? Anything else, dog, or what? Hell no. Just fucking, you know... You want to take off, huh? You want to go on a tour, huh? You want to go to Russia? (laughs) Russia. Or or you're stalling, bro. (laughs) Dude, the fucking party in the in, in the pink at the pink house what was it the, in Greece? Uh, pink Palace, the yeah, Ice House, bro. Fuck, yeah, that place. I never, fucking... I've never met any fine chicks that just say sex is just sex. Like, Dude, <laughs> you could pick, you could clean up. Even there. him, yeah, <laughs> even him. 
Rodrigo is I can see a picture of Rodrigo in that orgy with the only one sticking his dick out through the side of his fucking white underwear, man. <laughs> but, but everybody's naked. Everyone's naked. He's still in his underwear. He still has his, only his penis still in his underwear. Balls are still tucked in. <laughs> fighting to get out. Fighting, The only one in the orgy still in his underwear. <laughs> I only came once, bro. Cause you wear your underwear, bro. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go. You gotta fucking go. Oh, I'm telling you, dude. if you got, if you got, do it during the summer. Have a fucking blast. It is Pink Palace will blow your fucking mind. This is the fucking best. The Pink House fool. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, fool? If you wanna listen to me on Birdcast, go to Bird Crushers Podcast. Birdcast, people. Birdcast.com. It's uh, it's just up there. It's like the I think it was the least you and Jason uh, Ellis, and then I got Todd Glass coming out. I got Neil Brennan, uh, Jim Jeffries. It's a fu- I'm telling you, but the best one. I'm being dead serious. Especially if you're a fan of this, go to Birdcast. Go to the, uh, the Felipe one. Thank it's you. The, it's the best one I've done. And I said that. Did you hear the intro? The, no. Yeah, oh, I, I, here, here. I, I listened to it. Here, last hold on, night. hold on. I'm gonna play the intro because. I literally. I heard your daughter intro. It's authentic yeah. and sincere, dog. It's fucking sweet. It's uh, I, I got right now. I'm I got what's up, fool, on my podcast list. This is the intro to fucking. The and this scene. is and by the way, I I hate doing intros. Is my is my podcast not on my fucking thing anymore? That's odd. Where would my podcast go? Why would I delete my fucking podcast? Here, let's see, Bert. Cast. So there's that tubing I told you about. Look, that's the Thailand. fucking tubing. Yeah, so you go over there, and everybody tubes. Look, all, those are all alcoholic drinks. Dude, that looks fucking awesome. So that's just a tubing journey. We're just getting fucked up, huh? Yeah, bro, it's in, it's in Thailand. But dude, just carrying your shit all the way back, dude, or walking back, fuck. Like, we did tubing like that in in, uh, in Hawaii, but you went into the old sugarcane runs, so you went under mountains, you went through mountains in a canal. And they were like claustrophobic as fuck. It was scary as shit. I think it's in Laos. Laos, yeah, it's in Laos. Yes. Here, this is the intro. And tell me this isn't sincere as shit. That's right. And today, quite honestly, is maybe, and I'm not even fucking around, the best podcast I've ever done. Yep. Yeah, man. I've never been more enthralled by one human being's story <laughs> next to Joey Diaz. Just that fucking right. authentic. You might know him as the winner of Last Comic Standing. You might know him as the guy that opened up for Gabe for, you know, five years. I know him as one of the funniest comics working. I saw him one time perform at Dublin's in L.A., and he knocked my socks off. I knew he had stories, but the story you're about to hear is honestly... Something I only thought happened in movies. <laughs> I'm telling you when I say this, if you were ever to share this podcast with anyone, this is the one to do it. Mind you, I have a ton to go. I only hope that I learned something from today and that he shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> this here, dog. I'm telling you, have me on the edge of my seat. And I'm a good audience. I know good stories when I hear good stories. It's the fucking... I'm Hell yeah, you, man. Thank you. It's the Damn best it. podcast I've done. I'm being dead serious. And I've said that out loud to everyone I've done podcasts with. It's you fucking are just, you know, and there's parts of you that I don't know if you know that make you special. It was, it was so funny, you know, 
I'm the same way you are in certain ways. Like when you said when we said goodbye, like we gave each other a hug. I'm like that. I like that. Yeah. And people. And Georgia said something. She goes, "How long have you guys known each other?" Because my daughter came out yeah. and we talked. I said, "We just really kind of met today, really. I mean, I've known him, but but we really hung out." She goes, "But you guys hugged." And I went, "Yeah, but that's the kind of guy he is." I go, he, "Georgia." And I, I did kind of this big thing with my daughter. I said, "Guys like that are 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 so real." That when they feel something, they just do it, and they don't fucking second guess it. And I go, that's why you gave me a hug, and I'm the same way. That's why I gave him a hug. And she was like, that's so interesting to see two grown-ups hug. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I go, but it's normal. I go, look, we're sensitive guys in a business of cutthroatness, and we get, we get fucking shit on so much that when you find people and you connect with people that you really genuinely respect and fucking appreciate, you fucking extend that olive like, like, hey, man, just so you know, I'll always be real for you, and you can always be real for me, and, and I'll never fuck you over, and I'll always talk good about you behind your back. And I was like, that's the kind of – I do that with every fucking guy I respect. Joey, Ari Buns, Joe Diaz, Joe, Joe, Diaz, Joe Rogan, you, fucking everyone, I, I'm real with them. I don't talk shit behind their backs. And, and other guys, I just kind of keep my mouth shut. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I man. keep my head Thank clear. you, man. Thank you for being here, bro. No, thank you for having <laughs> yeah, me, guys. No, Rodrigo, it was good fucking hanging out. This was a lot Hell of fucking yeah, fun. What's up, fool? The machine, bro. Right here, live. La máquina. <laughs> la máquina. La máquina, coño, de la Florida. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply.